Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. Good evening. <laughs> that was my that was like a Dracula thing. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, well, Halloween's over, but welcome. I'm Cold Eastwood. This is the XC Podcast. I'm here with some amazing gentlemen. This is the best part about running a podcast is I get to be with the best people in the industry. I mean, this community's amazing. I like to welcome to the show Khalif from Swan Army Podcast. Welcome to XC. I thank you so much for having me. Getting a chance to rock with with two of my favorite content creators is is, is extremely humbling, and and I'm ready to rock and and get into. It. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank, I mean, you're you're a veteran. You know what you're doing. So we'll just uh, hopefully you can help us go along for the ride. But a true friend of mine, the superstar, the amazing leader of the Iron Lords. I mean, I don't know if I could call him the leader. He's the leader. <laughs> he is the king. King gonna have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with with his king, uh, with King David, who was here last week, but amazing Lord Cognito of Defining Duke, you know, cohort with Mr. Matty Plays Cog. Welcome to the show, bro. Cole, what's going on? Good to be back in the XNC. We got Kai in here. Big fan of him and his content, and um, like I said, when I had the time, I said, I owe you, Cole, I owe you, we had to do it right, and we got a lot of fun topics to talk about, it's a great time in the community, gaming is in a good place, I'm excited, you got some great topics, man, let's do it, man. Yes, holy smokes, like, Xbox is on fire right now, there was like a little, there's a little uh, Twitter scuffle going on today, and and someone's like, you know, Xbox doesn't have anything other than Halo and Forza, and I started listing off, there was like 15 games they put out this year uh with gunk being on the way but 14 there are 15 games like who would have thought that the platform with no games would have maybe the most games this year it's been i'm pretty happy yeah phenomenal yeah they've been having it outstanding absolutely outstanding and wait what a way to close it right just these these two phenomenal um entries into game pass and it's just good to see them thrive it's good to see the, the type of commitment they've been showing and and gamers are responding let's just say that 
They are, see what happens? Super happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. See what happens, internet, when you talk junk? See what happens? <laughs> see what happens when you talk junk? This you come, come out and it's like, yo, I got something for you. Keep talking all that mess about we have no games, we got no stuff. I put out like uh, three <laughs> yeah. or 400 videos on YouTube since I started doing this Xbox stuff. I can't tell you how many times the comment section has been littered with people saying, Xbox has no games. And I've had to deal with that. But like, here we are. Uh, if you're a big Xbox fan, like uh, you, you got two baseball bats and you're on deck and you're swinging, you're excited to uh, to partake in the greats. So I got to ask Ka, like, what were some of the standout Xbox games you played this year? Because there was uh, about 14. Is there anything that uh, hits your memory pretty hard from 2021? I mean, it's always one of those weird things where it's like the the things that were cross plat or some of the stuff that was kind of just like on on the Xbox side of things. Like, uh, what was the? There was a game that came out. And I'm losing, I'm losing the name of it. It was a brawler, arena brawler that was all melee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bleeding Edge was like yeah. a, a game that didn't get a lot of love, but that was one of my fan, one of my favorite games of the year since launch. I love that game. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was playing a bunch of Knockout City on mm-hmm. on my Xbox. Like, it, there's a, so many things that have dropped that I was just like, and and again. The fact that we've had so many games this year, everything is a blur at this point. Yeah. You know, games that I was like, oh yeah, I played that thing two years ago. No, no, that was that was in 2021. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, 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 that happened this year. Oh yeah, that we actually just, dropped this year. Like, mm-hmm. what? We were just talking before the show about how it's like uh, Groundhog Day right now. Every day just keeps counting after another, and and you start to get a little bit of gray going on, and and wow. I'm just playing tons of games. What about you, Cog? Like, what was the standout? Uh, games that you've played this year from xbox that because there's been a lot of them oh it's been a ton i mean for me i think the game pass additions kind of felt like xbox exclusives in a way so again yeah. like for outriders was something as a live oh, service guy as a Desti- year? yeah like as a as a destiny guy you know i'm like okay i got my eye on it but i don't know if i'm necessarily gonna commit and buy it and then it's like i hear the game pass announcement so now i'm like okay is, there's no excuse for me not to do it right so you got that you know mlb the show was huge for me at the top of the year i mean just yes. I, i'm such a fan of that franchise on the sony platform and just to see that come over and get the reception that it did and then as it went on i'm I'm a horizon guy i admit like I, i'm motorsports is for the car guys the hardcore i know they want to tweak i know you want to tweak coat i know you want to do all what you want to do which you, you know but me I like the fact that I could just go off track. You know, what I'm saying? if I mess up, press the rewind button. You know, <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't drive know... over the flowers. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know if Mexico was going to hit, and the way it was going to hit the way this one did, and to see the reception and just play. I know you've done it, Cole, because we was in parties chats together, like where you see all your friends in a convoy and just having fun and driving and playing together almost the whole game from a from that standpoint was just really cool and of course you know the king is back the 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 myth the legend of master chief is back so it's just been a great year man it's been a lot of games man all the way sprinkled through a fun year for gaming oh yeah and we'll sneak into the uh the king the master chief stuff in a little (laughs) bit right like that's a big deal uh for those of you just join us like con cognito and i have been super fortunate to play a preview build like 99% complete. Uh, basically, it was right right before it went gold. So I guess it's complete sans the achievements, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're super grateful that Xbox uh, allowed us to play this. 
we're going to talk about it totally spoiler free because uh, nobody nobody wants anything spoiled or any surprises uh, taken from them. So we will get into that. We got a uh, I got to give a sh- shout out to uh, Punk a Dish, good friend of mine with a super. He gives a two dollar thank you, buddy. He says I played the hell out of Halo today. It's so good. Uh, of course, Halo Infinite beta has been out for the multiplayer for a whole week now. T- today marks the seven days. So. I gotta, I gotta ask, Ka, have you been getting sweaty on the Halo Infinite multiplayer? Oh, it is, it is over for everyone out there at this point. It is done. You need to figure out your life because right now I am trying to become the the, the pro sports esports cop <laughs> oh. on Halo now. But I like it's one of those beautiful things, especially because we're all a little bit older on this show. When when there's that beautiful disconnect between what your what your mind wants to do and what your body will let you do, and now I'm in that spot where my body's like, yeah, buddy, you thought you was smooth, you thought you was smooth, you thought you're gonna get them head shots, and you can't get none of them head shots. You're gonna get rocked on, on, on the multiplayer. Uh, it's it's it is so good. It is it is one of those things where I think, um, and, and both of you, I'm sure, can back me up on this. The 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 conversation about does three four three still have it? Will they be able to bring the goods when it comes to this game? And you know, we'll, again, we'll talk about the, the preview stuff that we had a chance to get into. But like, just from a multiplayer aspect, there is no doubt that they have figured out the the, the special sauce again of like what makes this game fun and, and how we're all kind of coming back to it in ways that I've not seen people who I've had on my friends list since. Back in the day when we were playing Graw together Ooh. and Rainbow Six Vegas together, back, coming yes. back out of the woodwork talking about, yo, we getting up on some Halo? And I'm like, yeah, we getting up on some Halo. So the, there is no doubt about what they're pulling together right now. Yeah. All right, all right, Cog, I know you've been playing. Like, like what's your uh, what's your first impression of this thing? Because uh, it's a looker. It, it's a looker. I mean, the first thing I – the immediate feel was how – fast and responsive and smooth it is you know they're throwing that you know boy on 120 hertz and getting the movement and like i, I was very impressed with with just this ability and how how solid it looked and played and it felt and then the next thing it was kind of like you realize it's like when you were fall in love with something you forget what made you love it in the first place because it's been so long right and there were there was always this trepidation like can it still compete in a day with a Call of Duty and a Battlefield and all this other stuff, right? And yeah. let's be honest, it's not even comp- it's dominating to the point where I'm in an Xbox Live party. It's like big team battle, twelve going in, twelve going out. Everybody's rocking. Then it's like my PC brothers don't get left behind. Hey, you could get in here. We're rocking and rolling. And it, then like sure I did realize, yeah, I, I, I agree with Kai. I realize how bad I actually am. <laughs> Like I thought, because you know your mind, you were like, "Oh, it's nice back in the day," and then you're like, "Oh no, I got to get my skills together." So I, yeah. I took my right to that uh, training academy, get used to everything, get get my weight up. But I will say this: a lot of the new weapons are so fun. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of the mangler, the um, the particle oh. beam. You could just yes. eviscerate people with it. Uh, right now, they calling me Pistol Pete. I love the standard little sidekick <laughs> pistol. I love that joint. That I, oh man, it's so good, and it's just. The sandbox is so dynamic, Colt, that what you think of in your in your mind, you can achieve it, whether it be with the grappling hook or just being creative. And you have those moments that you go, okay, this could only happen in Halo. Like, the, this is such a d- dynamic, emergent event of things happening. 
And it's just fun, man. It, yes, they do have some things they got to work with the progression. Yes, there's some things yeah, they got to yeah. work with the playlist. We know. But as far as the core gameplay, this is probably one of the best iterations of Halo. And we may have to start talking about where it's at in the Pantheon as as it goes, as far as Halo games, as far as like where, where it's at. Because I'm really enjoying oh, yeah. it. Bro. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You, you got me like uh, you got a couple avenues like all set up. You just paved the road for us. I gotta ask Ka uh, something that you kind of started on Cog. <laughs> uh, Ka, I gotta ask you about this Battlefield versus Call of Ooh. Duty versus Halo. Like everyone was like, oh, you know, like because Battlefield had so much to offer, and like, oh crap, you know, Halo's got to go up against Halo's the underdog, and then. <laughs> And then Call of Duty comes out. So tell the audience what is going on with the three juggernauts in holiday 2021. The the most interesting story, again, bouncing back to Craig. Shout out to Craig. Shout out to Craig. Uh, shout, <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Craig. Yeah, right. It's like you gotta pull one out for, for the for brothers right here. For the homies right here. And, and, you know, going back to that conversation about like, all right, the internet was upset and the internet was not in a good spot when it saw Craig, when it saw the beginnings of what the initial kind of, you know, exposure we got to this new Halo game was. And then you fast forward to the, the first flight, right? And that first flight came out. I think everybody had a little bit of trepidation and they were, everybody was a little bit hesitant because they were like, we don't know what this is going to wind up being. While you had those specters of Call of Duty and Battlefield being in the space. And in between that time, Battlefield had a not great beta with that came out, which kind of, you know, depressed a lot of <laughs> depressed, literally a lot of players and a lot of the sentiment around that game. And Call of Duty has been doing its thing in a very kind of interestingly siloed kind of way. Like I don't I have not heard a lot of, you know hype and bluster around vanguard in the way that we've seen in previous call of duties in terms of where they've kind of landed in terms of the the zeitgeist it's just not there in that same way Mm -hmm. some of that could be because of the you know parent company conversation some of that could just be because of the setting and where where it's at and it could just be because you know call of duty does what call of duty does right but halo like you shared was absolutely the underdog in terms of sentiment in terms of what people were having expectations for and what Cox said nailed it. You know, the, he, that game right now, if you're thinking about what first-person shooter you are going to get for holiday season 2021, there is no doubt anymore about which game is the one that most people are going to wind up going for. And that's going to be Halo at this point. Battlefield has a lot of a lot of issues going on with it right now. And me as a huge Battlefield fan, heck, the name of my show is based on a Battlefield reference. I am disappointed yeah. in where it's landed, but I also know that that game potentially has some some legs if 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 Dyson and the rest of the community can kind of get behind it. So Halo right will. now, yeah, I, I mean, I hope yeah. so. Like, but but to a certain extent, here's what makes that whole conversation even more interesting. In the previous generations, and in, in the way that we've kind of seen games come together, you had time to get your stuff together. Yes, that is no longer the case anymore. If you're not coming out well in the beginnings of your launches and the beginnings yeah. of those impressions that you have, even if battlefield makes that turn and one, it winds up becoming better. Halo will already have had six months, eight months to get all those things that cog talked about the progression, right? The, the, the battle pass stuff, right? All those things, right. 
so that at that point, you know, you are really picking between those two because of the style of gameplay that you want to dig into as opposed to which game is better. So um, they have, a, they, you know, everyone has a, a little bit of work to do in that way. But I think in terms of positioning for, for right now and in the foreseeable future, Halo is in a far better position to, to do well than everybody else. Has it been. Okay, I got to ask Cognito a question, uh, a very divisive question up here in a second. You know, I like uh, the drama. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I know you don't. I don't, you don't like the drama. I got to give a shout out to Elijah Vasquez for becoming a channel member. Welcome. Uh, so they had to bounce, but uh, got the Joanna Dark uh, emblem that I created. So yeah, if you're a channel member, if you join the channel and give that little extra support, I've drawn up custom emojis that I, I'm a cartoonist. It's one of the, one of the hats I wear. <laughs> so anyway, for, for fun, I made these emojis, badges that you, you get to sport. And of course, in the chat, you, you've got these. Uh, I could throw some in here in a second. But, you know, I got to say a shout out to over 500 people watching. If you are enjoying the show or you think you might enjoy the show, uh, move the chat out of the way. Hit the like button to support the channel and support the show. Here's uh, some of the emojis as I pop them in while I'm talking. <laughs> these are some of the things and uh, some I actually shared with Randall Thor for his show uh i drew some up for him so we kind of share those nice they're they're kind of fun you just kind of pepper that in the chat but i I gotta ask dog i gotta (laughs) (laughs) you got got craig hold on you got craig Uh, and then you got improved craig uh oh yeah yeah you got it with the glow up you got craig with the glow up (laughs) (laughs) shout out to super craig Craig. (laughs) no doubt doubt. yeah uh, you got dollar store craig and you got super craig (laughs) you have to go with your sam's club card but uh i gotta ask cognito what's up um this is a crazy what if but you know battlefield has its technical problems they wish they had more time for the game but it sounds like the publishers weren't having it Call of Duty Vanguard just had their own problems, but what would happen if Battlefield was ready mm-hmm. and Call of Duty wasn't being hit with uh, its other problems they have? Mm-hmm. Like the controversy. But yeah. Halo's like Halo's great, mm-hmm. but the other two are kind of have already been dropped down. Like, do you think there would have been a fair fight if uh, these things were ready? To be honest, it's a good question because to be honest, Battlefield was the one I was really worried about because. For me, as a Battlefield fan, I felt the only thing that was missing was going back to a modern setting. I, I missed Battlefield 4 and, and yeah. that, I, you know, I, I like the, the geeky stuff of Levolution and all these dynamic things. So I'm like, this was speaking to me. And when I, I admit, when I first saw the initial trailer, I was like, oh, hey, long. i ain't gonna lie to y'all like i was like it was looking good they had that dynamic tornado and i'm like yo this look like i'm gonna be playing this all day like i was really in tune with it beta hit we saw some of the feedback and we were like okay they got a lot of technical issues and then we did see the delay but what i thought was strange was when they delayed when the initial announcement of the delay i thought it was going to be further out it was a very short delay. So I was like, hmm, interesting. They're still going to try to come out around that same time. And I got to be honest, like COD, I've kind of cooled off on over the years. I used to play COD heavy back in the day. You know, the thing with COD now, sadly, I just think the fact that they have all this controversy going on in the behind the scenes with Activision Blizzard, that it really it really takes a lot of the luster away from what's going on. And then... um. I just think the timing was perfect for Halo. I mean, you couldn't have scripted it right. And kind of said it best. We all had the Craig moment. We saw what happened, right? There was a negative energy coming in. 
right? So yep. when the multiplayer first flight, and I shout out to Patrick Wren, who was at 343 at the time, and we were very blessed to have on ILPs this year, multiplayer designer. I said, honestly, you guys inspired confidence because when that first flight hit, it was so solid. It was so good. It kind of uplifted the other, the whole aspect of the game, right? You, you're like, wow, yeah. th- if this is this solid, then there's a shot now that infinite is really good. And feel and is think, important, right? Yeah. There you go. The feel, man, it just felt so good. They nailed the sandbox. And I think that's when, the zeitgeist started to change that's when people started feeling positive again you know the second wave was even better cognito like did you guys notice when you played the second wave like there was some improvements yep yeah yeah absolutely so people are kind of going nuts like what hey absolutely (laughs) and and, and the fields came back and i just think they've been riding that wave of momentum ever since until uh, you know until the ultimate lead up which is again on you know the xbox 20th anniversary you know the, Mm -hmm. the stealth drop the world explodes and it's like, yo, you can play right now. And that momentum is just kept on carrying, but it's, it's to the point of the foundation being a solid game. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a week ago and I was doing this show right here a week ago. Well, people like such a great community that supports people like us. Like I knew they were playing the game with the podcast playing like in the background. And I, I thanked them several times last week, you know, like, thank you so much for, Hanging out and listening to the show while you're getting sweaty on the new, <laughs> <laughs> on the new Halo Infinite. That's uh, I got to yes. give a shout out to Flame with the $5 Super. He says, good evening, gentlemen. And he says, who is that guy on the bottom of the screen? Hmm, never heard of him. Have a great show tonight. Shout out to Flame. Lord, the game and that day. He always gives me a hard time. Good writing. Good writing. Man. Salute to Flame. Uh, I mean, everywhere. Uh, it's so great because everywhere you look, you're going to see these two guys. So it's amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, so I should kind of get us started on the show. We're we're rolling, we're rolling, Mm -hmm. but we've got some topics to talk about, and I'll kind of get us set up. But welcome to the XNC podcast. I'm Cold Eastwood, the host. I'm here with Khalif from Spawn on Me and Lord Cognito from Iron Lords and Defining Duke, and wherever else these two end up in their in their uh, meteoric rise. Right, they're still never stopping. But welcome them to the show. We are live on YouTube, and we're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Podcasts on demand on your podcast platforms after the fact. So you can always check the show out there while you're while you're pumping iron. Oh, finally, finally going to get these, this Titleist okay. golf ball <laughs> back to like a maybe a, a Spalding baseball size. Going to get you know, bad. but. There's more important things. Got to get the dad bod kind of yeah, figured out too, right? I like that. I mean, so I work come on, it. you can't be out here flexing. See, I got Colt flexing. I know Cod gets. I know Cod gets in in the gym heavy. I'm out here with my IT arms looking like this. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, come on, like, man. Y'all can't be out here flexing. Yeah, you man. Healthy, my, my, brother. Yeah, healthy brother. I'm, I'm trying. Right I'm yep. trying, brother. I see. I see your inspirational posts about about working out and getting that part of your mind. mind That's why right. I gotta go. I get in front of the mirror and I'm like, I could take a picture. But I don't look like Cognito, so we'll wait a few months. No, but but I have I have a strong feeling that E3 2022 is going to be a thing. Oh, brother, all of us. And Ooh, boys, brother. we are going to go. Yeah, we're going to go gotta do go. this. We got to link so, up. I got to meet you guys in person again. Sure. We've been a second time, but I'll be a third time actually with you, Cole. But Kai, I got to meet you, brother. For absolutely sure. I love what you're doing, man. We got to get this it. going. Mm-hmm. Sure. We'll, we'll we'll drag him out there. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Yeah, we'll drag. I'll, him out I'll there. be there. Don't worry. No doubt. No so. Doubt. We got a couple things we're going to talk about. Uh, I want to start with, uh, we're going to talk about some some light news that's actually kind of fun. And then we're going to get into a couple of controversial things that, I mean, Colt Eastwood controversial. We'll still have a good time. Then we're going to get into the Halo 
infinite stuff. Uh, and we will be taking questions. If uh, I'll try and watch the chat because there may be some things that you want to know about that uh, that we can talk about. And then uh, Phil Spencer said some kind of spicy stuff that we're going to get into just after that. That is uh, got the fanboys excited and the other fanboys uh, not so excited. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out to David Kirkoff with the five euro super chat. Thank you, buddy. He says, I love Halo Infinite. They really have to fix the battle pass progress. Love the show. And John Junasek, the amazing PR rep for 343. He's out there. He's representing the team, saying they're working on it. Uh, David Ellis is also saying, hey, we hear you. And I expect small changes, but changes right away, which is pretty nice. What what do you guys, uh, you know what? Let's talk about just the battle pass before I get into the light stuff. Khalif, what is, do you have a problem with the battle pass? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they 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 made the smart move of changing it from just being challenged based to having kind of more layers to it. Um, I still think that there are late. The interesting part about the battle pass for me is less about the progression, which I think they can figure out a good medium medium spot for. It's actually the way that they kind of showcase the things that you wind up getting through the battle pass, I think, is an even bigger fix for what they need to kind of bring across from a UI perspective. You get a lot of cool stuff and, you know, you know, little attachments for your helmet, all that kind of stuff. But the way that you wind up finding that stuff in, in the way that the menu systems work just isn't as intuitive as it should be. Um, yeah. So that, that's my biggest complaint currently about the battle pass besides the progression part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cognito, what's your big outrage with the, <sighs> Where do with I the battle pass? <laughs> <laughs> look, no, look, I don't go too crazy because, you know, as a Destiny fan and these live service games, one thing you realize, these things evolve over time. And I'm all about them getting the core gameplay right first, which they have, right? So as mm-hmm. we go on, the, the things that stand out to me right now is, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm I, I weak. I, I see those those suits, and those glowy HCS, you know what I mean? And I got to admit, the, the battle pass track, and then there's the HCS go to the store track. And Colt, you can't, you have to admit, like some of the colors are so vibrant. These things look like they got ray tracing on them. I'm like, I, I got to buy this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then I know someone if, who spent nine bucks, by the I'm, way. I, I'm about to spend some money on my birthday, right? <laughs> but then the thing is, it's like, bro, it's like, I'm looking at the, 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 the regular track. And is it me? But like, the colors are dull, dusty little Target Walmart kind of game. I'm like, bro, like, like they they really make it hard for you to to not spend when you see everybody that spent that spent money. You're like, wow, this is so much better than what I. <laughs> you roll up in that opening that opening lobby, like looking like oh. a scrub. Yeah, are you a scrub, a... Khalif? In the yo, uh, in the opening, it's, yo, it's the hashtag Ashy Spartans clan. <laughs> I see Cause they look ashy, ashy sports. Look, I was like, "Yo, why is everybody sporting dipped in, dipped in baby powder? What's wrong with your soup?" Big facts. Like, I'm, it, it's such a disparity that it makes you want to spend money. You can't, you can't be the dude in the crew with the ashy sport and going out. Everybody's looking all night. No, I can't be that no. dude in the crew. So I might have spent, I might have spent like ten dollars on that space station gear. Three, four, with three's the- done you dirty. They <laughs> left, oh, left you in the rustolium. Oh. No. We got to get that trending. Hashtag Ashy Spartans. Ashy we got to get that trending. 
Yo, that's oh. perfect. That's fire, Kyle. That oh, was fire. God. I, I have to admit. And, and the last I, thing is, I, I want customization. Even with the nice stuff, I would like, because what it is, the way it's set up now, it's almost like a whole kit that you buy. Mm. And if you edit one thing, then it disables everything else. So you can't mix and match. Yeah, so I, yeah. I feel they, they, if they really got to let people embrace their personalities, get more stuff. And the last part I'll say about the progression, they really got to work on is just that I understand the challenges. I understand the swap mechanic when they give you one that you don't want, but we really have to now reward a guy who is going on a running riot. He's, mm. he's killing, he's doing this. Oh, and yeah. If you're winning the match, those should be bonus layers of XP on top of it to reward good play. And because let's be real, a lot of these things that they add kind of make you go off from the objective. Because there's a lot of times I'm like, oh, I got to get eight commando kills. Excuse me, y'all. Yep. Let me go yep. over there. <laughs> you know, so that breaks away from objective-based gameplay. And they just got to hone it in. I, I'm pretty confident all this stuff is going to get aired out. I'm not really worried about too much of it. But just some little eyesores in the beginning that they just got to work on. And I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and I actually, um, this sounds like a, a little bit of butt kissing, but I actually think it's kind of cool that they made this beta. And I say beta with like air quotes because it gave them an excuse to really get as many people on for, you know, three weeks to figure out what has to be fixed first before launch day. And everyone just gets to enjoy the game for free. It's free to play. But I think they kind of did a good thing for themselves to give them that buffer room of, oh, yeah. uh, typical 343 mistakes right so they're good for it but mm. uh yeah i'm i'm happy i'm happy with that but yeah. i did spend nine bucks i've i've almost never spent money on microtransactions but the game's free yeah like it's free yeah. to play and i'm a game pass subscriber so every game that comes in is already like nearly zero dollars for me mm-hmm. uh, as far as all of the value so I just wanted to kind of pay that forward, and I got the shiny black. Which one you got? A cloud nine, Jay? Which one? The cloud nine? Which one you got? Oh, oh, so good. I don't even know what it's called. I hit buy so fast. <laughs> <laughs> what color scheme is it? <laughs> so we know. Is it the, the blue with the black? Which one you got? Which one? It's all, all shiny black. It's like mm. a, It's almost like a shiny matte black, and it's okay. got... A uh, blue in the uh, oh. elbows and yeah. cloud nine. Yeah, yeah. And then my buddy got the black one with the with the red reddish orange. Oh, yes, yes. And the uh, it's got like the uh, samurai writing or something on it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And we were up. We were like shiny squad. Ooh. We were like <laughs> hashtag shiny squad. Exactly. And then there was one guy in the lobby. He's like. <laughs> 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 Stash, smart in that console device. That guy, yo, what that guy to click? I know, I know. But I mean, people are so happy. They're so happy, and there's really hardly any negativity around this game right now. So hopefully, the campaign stuff, which we'll talk about later, uh, will be really great for everybody. So uh, shout out to Carlos Alvarado with the two dollars super. Uh, thanks. He says HCS was fire. Let's go optic gaming. Halo Arena is king. And Hargit Shani, thank you for the five dollars. Says, man, for a game that is in Game Pass, I bought the Halo Edition Series X and spent ninety dollars on multiplayer points. That's hundred and forty dollars for a free game. Oh well. <laughs> and then smiley face, he's, he's happy about that. Uh, let's totally, total, totally shift gears into uh, GTA trilogy for a minute because this was a hot mess. They've done some fixes. Um, I still like it, but man, this game is not aged well. 
<laughs> that was that was the most. I don't know. About I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I, I played a couple hours of San Andreas. San Andreas is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. And I played a couple hours, and I was doing some of the missions with Grove Street, and it brought back such good memories. And um, the games. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't. I'm. I'm happy I bought it. Can I just say that I'm glad I bought it. I feel like. Uh, I'll be able to just have this game forever and mm-hmm. and play it at 60 frames. But Khalif, yeah, did you you had to look at this side eye? What happened with GTA trilogy with you? I am mad at all of you for purchasing this thing. If you didn't look, I'm mad at y'all I'm for touching this. I'm mad at y'all for supporting this. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm sick of GTA. That's not GTA Six. Anything that's not GTA Six at this point does not exist. It, it is, I I have done the little Men in Black blinky thing mm-hmm. and been like, "There's no more GTA <laughs> until GTA Six. Uh, but I, but I, but I am, am you know, uh, happy that people are kind of going back to that game. I think it is very much a seminal game within the kind of like it, it landed in a very interesting spot in terms of where gaming was going for when that game dropped. Um, mm-hmm. So I do feel like we're now, interestingly enough, again, because we're all a little bit older on the show tonight, is we're now seeing this interesting layer of the gaming industry and its players where we're seeing people who have never experienced yes. some of the games that we grew up with. And that, to me, is really wild because now we get a chance to see people like have their first experiences with things that we were like, yo, that gent was janky from way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like you get a, you get a not even you get an even not greater experience with the stuff that's coming up. So it, it's it's a really interesting kind of like retrospective on the series while also being something very new for new players, which I think is actually really cool. I mean, I can hardly play it now. I don't know how I played it effortlessly back. Uh, actually, I, I discovered the game in 07. Yeah. Um, that's when I finally got to play it. I'd seen it before, but. I'm like, how did I play that? Because this one, the, the controls are a little more refined. Mm-hmm. But like, if CJ turns around facing the camera, he'll just point the gun up and shoot his Uzi up in the air. And then he'll be <laughs> shot. And he'll say, wasted. <laughs> what? So, That's what? crazy. That's wild. Cognito, mm-hmm. have you played San Andreas on Game Pass or did you buy it? And Khalif's going to slap yeah, you around. I, nope, I stayed away. <laughs> you know what it was? It was my man. It was one of those things that I, I knew what was going on. I know it's going to be a lot of nostalgic feels. And look, it, it's it's sad to see some of the, the the things that I'm seeing. Like when I saw the rain, and I was like, oh, no, what's going on? And they fixed it today. Mm. They fixed it today, yeah. thankfully. But initial, was, the initial thing, was like, oh. yeah, I was just so glad. I was like, I'm glad I stood strong <laughs> and I didn't necessarily fall into temptation. Plus, let's be honest, these backlogs, our backlogs are crazy. That is so much good stuff to play right now. So I just couldn't justify it. But to see them, you know, have these issues was a little, you know, eyebrow raising. But, um, you know, hopefully they get it straightened out and, and people get the experiences they eventually want. But I know people who truly love it, truly love these franchises, and it's, they wanted to play it and relive it. So I just hope they get it together. But it's one of those things <laughs> I'm kind of with Kyle. It's like, it's like I'm taking a stand on games like that. Even Skyrim. Like Skyrim, I'm like, no, Skyrim, no. You, this is the fourth. I, I respect like, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, Skyrim. Like, we we understand. And, and to look to, to Todd's credit, we keep you know the gamers keep buying it. So I'm not mad at the hustle. I get it. It's a business. Do your thing. But for me, I'll do. I'm ready for the next iterations. I'm ready to see where gaming goes. And that's all I got on it. But hopefully they get. Yeah, it I mean, you don't you don't have to buy it, but mm-hmm. don't you? I mean, you obviously we all we're all in agreement that a 
that like three Vice City and San Andreas deserved to come out in a few years with a full like the full Rockstar touch. Yes, uh, we played Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered, yeah, and that was. And that and that at first glance looked like oh they made it look slightly better but when you play it especially two and three actually three is one of the best looking games that came oh, out yeah, this three year looks almost amazing. yeah yeah three looks amazing. yeah so uh, one thing I got to ask uh, I got to mention it before we close up the GTA thing is Rockstar actually put the PC versions back on the old legacy oh, versions back. back on the oh. store like they took them okay. away and said no we're doing this. Uh, Rockstar, I hope they've learned their lesson and I will not be buying GTA 5 remaster whatsoever. No way. So, uh, let's see. We got, uh, a flame again with a $5. Thank you. He says, Kroot wasn't a brute. He was a concept. 343 chased him off. He had to take shelter and make a family in that trilogy remaster. (laughs) Don't diss Craig. (laughs) Can you imagine if Craig showed up in San Andreas? Rolling the grocery. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, and, and Benjamin Dibor, thank you for the five dollars. He says we will face more than one member of Silent Shadow. And Colt, you're awesome, man. Thank you for all you do. I am not familiar with Silent Shadow. Uh, is this some from Halo? I'm not familiar with that. that doesn't that doesn't sound super familiar? Also, three four three just dropped a, a yeah. trailer too about more mm-hmm. more more skins too. So. Yeah, that fracture today. Looking, ooh, that looked good. that did not <laughs> look at like, all. I look like I'm about to blow my whole check. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh man, come on, y'all. I laughed. I laughed the other day when you told people on Twitter. Cognito, you said, "Oh, it was my birthday. I had to buy some cosmetics." Like, you justifying <laughs> son of a gun. You gotta let me run with that, man. <laughs> you gotta let me have that. Uh, he was eating birthday cake and just like swipe, swipe. Bro, yeah, let that, let that man to. enjoy his birthday. To, man. All that right, hey, though. hey, real quick, I want to gloss over there for just a minute because mm-hmm. we co- we create content and people are watching the show. Uh, I don't know if you're super interested in in creating content, but you may be interested in a quick discussion about how YouTube is removing the dislike button. Mm. And I want to ask both of you what this means. I'll just say really quickly that if I had a choice, I would keep the dislike number on display at all times. They want to remove the number of dislikes. Uh, Khalif, I want to start with you on this. I don't know if you're very passionate about this new change. You've been on Uh, YouTube for a while. I mean, I, I think I think the it's interesting because a lot of people look at that potential like, eh, what's the best way to kind of put it? It's a it's it's a metric, but it's not really a metric because I think you're you are as a content creator. I am as a content creator and, and looking at the content that I get a chance to put out and seeing sentiment. Right. So like sentiment is a huge part of not only the way you think about content, but the way you pivot from one piece of content to something else that you may potentially want to do. And I think for me, every piece of information that you can get that gives you something that is connected to to the audience is important. And you don't want those things to kind of be removed. There have been, of course, because of the internet and the internet does what it does, there's been ways to kind of flip that number into something bigger than what it is because of trolling and, and harassment oh, yeah. and all those other kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But I, I am less excited about taking away tools that help me to become a better content creator and serve my audience better. So, you know, I, I'm I'm in favor of them keeping yeah okay okay well cognito you can see the number as a content creator in your resources and your analytics and all the behind the scenes garbly stuff that's uh not very interesting to talk about but Mm -hmm. so what do you think about this as far as um there are 
there's two sides of this. There's small creators who may try and get going like, hey, here's my here's my review of Halo Infinite. I'm a brand new content creator. People are like, you're trash, and they hit thumbs down. <laughs> and then the other thing is something like um, Xbox puts out a, a video and they just announced they're rising the price of uh, Xbox Live <laughs> that day. Right, and right. so that video gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, So what do you think about how that affects people from uh, the audiences that go to the video and see that number at the bottom. Yeah, I think it's a good discussion to have. I think Kai said it well, but in the sense of all data is useful, you know, you, you, you want to have these metrics and for whether from small to big to corporation, because at the end of the day, from a corporate standpoint, sometimes you may be out of touch. You may think you're doing something that, you know, from a video production standpoint or whatever you're trying to promote, that is going to resonate with the audience. And then your audience tells you, Hey, this, this ain't, this ain't it. So I think the data is useful. It, 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 it does sadden me that that is not there because I'm, my concern is, well, well then what, what does that serve? Right. What, what does that serve by the information not being there? What, are, what is our goal by implementing something like that? And th- those are the questions that, that are, that rise there. And, you know, for me, I, again, I, I'm not in a favor necessarily of people you know, review bombing or dislike bombing just for the sake of emotionality. But I do, I am in the favor of sometimes there are times, even as a con- us as content creators, there's sometimes, yeah, you know, we may think we're hitting it with something and our audience says, hey, man, that wasn't it or that wasn't tasteful or whatever reason we, we felt the way about it. And I think that information is is valuable information that you can use and then try to pivot for your next, you know, bit of content that you try to do. So, yeah, I'm definitely in a favor of keeping it. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting to see. So I'll, I, I will be monitoring this moving forward to see what, what else goes on. Yeah, it's slowly... It's slowly happening to some creators. Uh, Erica, Erica's for the win, shared a screenshot that it was happening to her. I've looked at it, it hasn't happened to me yet. Like, it's just like something that'll slowly happen. But let, let's talk about um, something like state of play for PlayStation. Like, sometimes they'll have a less, let's just be completely honest, they'll have a state of play that wasn't super amazing, right. but it wasn't terrible. And then people will just follow one after the other. And before you know it, that like that dislike ratio will get over the 50% range, the half and half, right? And then the community just goes, Oh, this is what we're doing. Like, do you get do you see that, Khalif? That that's kind of how those things like landslide? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it is one of those things where you know the studies have have shown over the, the, the years that people tend towards negativity on the internet. Um no. And 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 I will say that state of plays have been doo doo butter for a little bit. They've been they've been they've been bad. Uh, 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 but it is one of those things where you know you do see that kind of energy you know start start to snowball. And I think what winds up happening and and, and let me know because I don't know what the repercussions are when you get over a certain threshold because I think that that's also a part part two right where. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So what actually happens if you yeah, wind up question. crossing over so that threshold? Once you get close to, I don't even think you have to get fifty-fifty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a visual. <laughs> uh, once you get close, I would think once you get anywhere near fifty percent, mm-hmm. YouTube realizes nobody likes that video. People mm. don't like that video. They don't see a value in it. Uh, so YouTube will not pop that into a recommend or drop Mm. it in a browsing feature when you're scrolling through looking for something to watch. Mm. And one of the things that's important about the dislike ratio, Khalif, is I listened to uh, Hoag's Law video Mm -hmm. today. He did a really great 20-minute explanation of why he thinks this isn't right. 
he says, let's say your your sink is broken, like a, you've got a coupler or, or something in there that's leaking, and you go and you look for, you know, a faucet brand, whatever, coupler, you know, and you see five or six videos, and one of them has a bunch of dislikes and not a lot of likes. You won't watch it because the guy is like, you know, maybe just rambling, and, he, and he's like, and then... And then I didn't know what to do in here, and it's still squirting all over the bathroom. <laughs> and the, and the, you know that happens, and then the video ends, and then you right. have people who make video game related news topics, and they ramble around. They don't really give you any information, or they give you the wrong information, which I've done a couple times. Mm-hmm. That dislike ratio is important because the weird thing, right, Cognito, is that you hear some like your video is 10 minutes long. Like you wasted 10 minutes of my time. And that 10 minutes is so important to yes. people when they click on YouTube content. So yeah, agreed. to agreed. answer your question, Khalif, uh, once it gets close to the 50, 50 YouTube has decided to stop recommending it as much. And then uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, a couple years ago, right before red dead redemption two came out, I did a video about how PlayStation used the same footage that Xbox used to show the game. Mm-hmm. And they pasted on the PlayStation, the PlayStation PR team placed it on the PlayStation control buttons on screen over the Xbox buttons. And if you pause, <laughs> you could tell, you could see both of them. And mm-hmm. so another thing that happened was Xbox said that the game would be, I can't remember what it was. Xbox said something that wasn't quite true and PlayStation did something that wasn't quite true. So I did this video. I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rockstar and Microsoft lied in oh, big bold, oh, bold font. and it was about a month or a couple weeks where red dead redemption 2 came out that morning that video by the end of the day had hit almost a hundred thousand views i'm like mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. and the dislike ratio i normally get around 90 to 96 percent like ratio mm-hmm. by the middle of the day that video was approaching the 50 percent range mm-hmm. and dealer gaming a good friend of mine has helped me so much on youtube he goes hey colt when that thing hits 50%, that video is going to stop getting views. I go, really? He goes, yeah, just watch. And at, at the end of the night, it hit. It was right there. Yeah. And that video, like, you see a curve, right? I'll do it yeah. uh, this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a curve, and all of a sudden, it went. Boom. And it was done. Interesting. And that's what yeah. I knew, you know. But, but the video was great. The people mm-hmm. hated the headline. The video in, the, in there, I said, PlayStation has every right to do this. It's right. footage that they were provided from Rockstar, so they can put it over there. It's not lying. And right. then when I said whatever Microsoft is doing, I said they're not being, you know, the, it's, they're not lying. Whatever, I was really mm. reasonable, but people mm. don't care. Yeah, right. you no, know, <laughs> they, nope. they all, they all like, oh, you know, like, uh, are we all doing this? Huh? Right. <laughs> we're all hitting the download, the downvote. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's, that's, a, it's, <laughs> that's a, it's a metric. Out. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely a metric, and. We we got we, I I gotta see I gotta watch finish watching that whole video. I see he put something out there in reference to it. But yeah, yeah this, this is interesting. This is interesting. Like I said, all data to me is good data. So I'm surprised to see it go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um here's the other thing I gotta talk about. Everyone is talking about the video game awards, and I wanted to talk about this last week. We didn't get to it, so you guys get to be uh <laughs> witness to this. Jeff Keeley. The guy's got a huge burden on his shoulders. He has to carry like the weight of the major awards for the games industry. He is he has his preferences like anybody else does. But uh a lot of people were telling me, like, you know, Cole, uh Jeff Keeley hasn't really said anything at all about Forza Horizon, and it hit 10 million players in a week. It's the highest rated game of the year. It's one of the best looking games of the year. Uh everybody loves it. It's 
it is the game of that of that time before Halo started coming out. So mm. I went and looked on Jeff Keeley's Twitter, which he's pretty uh, active talking about game awards and uh, Cognito. He hadn't said a word about Forza Horizon. Ooh. Ooh, uh, not, a, not a word about. So okay, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, want me, you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, you go, you go first, Cog. Yeah, I'm passionate about this. I've been uh, my timeline has been uh, getting a. Uh, Filled up with because people have been hearing my thoughts on it. And look, here's the thing. First, two disclaimers I have to say out off the rip. Let's one, not go attacking Jeff because we feel that Forza should be there. At the end of the day, I love what he's doing for the industry. I feel us having a game award show is like us having an Oscars. Like, I love the celebration of video game and I love the fact that it exists. So let's get that out the way. Two, reviews are subjective, right? Reviews at the end of the day you know, uh, nominations and what a game of the year is still, there is a level of subjectivity to it. So I got to respect that. The thing that I'm trying to make is actually the point I'm trying to make is actually bigger than Forza. It's just that Forza happens to be the center of it because of the year that it is. It's mm. that, you know, there's been a lot of great, a lot, lot of good to solid games that are, that qualify. And, but I don't feel it was like maybe those years where there's like those two or three definitive. Okay. These are definitely going to win game of the year type years. So when obviously the information comes out, Forza is doing well. We see the user engagement. We see the Metacritic engagement, right? My only thing was I didn't care if it didn't win Game of the Year. I just was hopeful that it would get nominated. And the reason why I was yes. so strong about it was because I was like, okay, the issue I have is genres, right? Mm. And I feel that sometimes we fall into, if it's not my hashtag just one, right, which is the third person yep. over the shoulder, heavy narrative, cinematic type game. If it doesn't fall into that category, nine times out of 10, that game's not nominated for game of the year. And that's the part that bothers me. That's the part I'm passionate about, because I feel like let's just say you make the greatest RTS game. You make the greatest fighting game. You make the greatest online shooter. Based on those criteria, and again, I'm not being disrespectful to anybody on the panel, but based on those criteria, it just feels based on the data. We have data outside of maybe Overwatch in 2016. Yes, which, right. That didn't really have a narrative. That was the only one that I actually I felt I was was nominated and won. So all I'm saying is maybe it's something we can do because it's not just me. Hey, Cogs, man, man, you know, F, we're not doing that. <laughs> all I'm saying is <laughs> what we should do <laughs> is maybe look at the system and say, okay, maybe the developers get a little bit of vote, or maybe the player vote is increased a little bit. Maybe we do some things because the thing that saddens me, y'all, this is the part that really saddens me, is when I look at Okay, Forza's technically not going to get. Okay, fine. But then I see like sports and, and, and racing combined, and it almost feels like a consolation prize award because at the end of the day, there are a lot of sports games that could be con- uh, nominated. MLB The Show, Madden Comes Out, 2K. There's enough in that category so it doesn't have to feel like the consolation prize award. And that's all I'm saying. I'm a big Destiny That segments fan. it on its own, doesn't it, Cognito? Yeah. Like if you say, if you say you're going to have a racing sports category, that when you look at your game of the year, you're like, oh, Force is really great, but... Oh, that's obviously going to go over here in the racing yeah, category. Th- that's all I'm saying. It's just like I said, it, I just feel some tweaks need to be made just some as far as the system. And, and then I, I'll be fine because it is a shame to me. I, I feel Playground did a phenomenal job. And yeah, I, w- I would love it to get a nomination. It didn't this year. I thought maybe this would be the year it might. But I just want the system to give other genres more of a shot. That That's literally where I'm going with it. Other than that, I'm glad I it like exists. That. And, and, and that's all I really got to say on it. 
I like that. I like that. Khalif, there's 103 people that are on the jury for Jeff Keeley's award show, and he's not the he doesn't get the pick. Mm-hmm. He may have, like Cognito says, he may have review or or award guidelines, yeah. but he was uh, very vocal on Twitter for the past few days, responding to some some angry people. Right. I don't know what word to use, but he, I don't know if you saw, but he Some was replying passionate to gamers as they yes, say. Yes, yes, yes. And or trolls. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, did you, did you see some of his interaction? Some of it was snarky. Some of it, he was really flustered. I mean, he's under a lot of pressure, right? Like mm-hmm. if there's anyone who is like at this moment right now, feeling the crunch of, you know, putting on literally the Oscars for gaming is Jeff Keeley. I think I think Cog Cog beautifully shared shared sentiments about that in terms of like the genre, the the, the issues around the genre parts. It would actually be really nice if it had its own category, like you said. If, but but it, that's also a weird thing because there aren't that many top quality racing games within a year that wind up happening. Like it would be it would have been cool if we could have had that battle between Forza Horizon and Gran Turismo, right? right. We could have had that. Yeah that thing you know f1 kind of always gets pushed to the side there isn't nascar never really does well in terms of that space and and you don't really put um fantasy kart racers within a within a genre either so it winds up having to push it into that hybrid mm-hmm. i do think the other thing from a nuts and bolts perspective as a person who is trying to put on their own award show so i'm learning about this in my Ooh. own in my own time let's go is the timing of everything really matters in terms of like where that stuff lands in terms of the year. I think, yep. you know, the, the, and if you think about how you have to backdate which games are coming out and then how you're producing a show, it changes so many things. Cause then you're like, all right, I have to get all the assets done for mm-hmm. the award show. I got to make and produce all the awards and ship them out to the winners that they have it. And they can have it in their hands if they do a, a, a an acceptance speech. You have to go backdate and figure out all that kind of stuff. So, like, Halo probably didn't get a nod. I, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? So, like, some of those games, just because of where they landed in the in the, in the in the release windows and the release cycles, they just came in too late to get the nominations that they would have potentially gotten if they would have been in maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months earlier. Because that's the one thing I don't think we all know. Like, we kind of know the 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 folks who voted the outlets that they came from we just don't know exactly when they voted right for those things and i know a lot of that stuff i don't know if if i'm trying to trying to think back if like how much of that stuff used to happen in kind of post e3 week there's something else that comes in for post you know during e3 week of things that keely has that he's touching that 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 has to do with voting Mm -hmm. but i think you know for me it's about like how do you kind of figure out like what stuff is going to get in? What's the cutoff date for some of those things? And then how do you kind of build on that? So, yeah, um, well, we do know, we do know when the first round of voting went in and I think mm-hmm. it was November 4th. Mm-hmm. And then the panelists, 103 panelists, a jury were told to keep their eye out on games that are coming out after that date mm-hmm. and to go back and revise as needed. So to their credit, I try to be super reasonable sometimes, but to their credit, <laughs> If, when you take the time to put down six of what you think are the best games of the year, and then after you've whittled those down and had to kick out a couple of favorites, mm-hmm. then Forza Horizon comes out in early access and then releases a week later, still in the eligibility window, you have to look at your list of six and say, crap, 
do I cut out one of these right. six perfect yeah. threats? And I think a lot of the jury went, uh, I'll just put it in the racing category. And right. I, here's the problem. Like mm-hmm. Khalif, you nailed it so perfectly because you're a man that knows production and you know what all the dog and pony that comes up with you creating assets, trailers, video, graphic work, everything that Jeff Keeley can't just say, look, we'll just do the show right before Christmas. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That would be, that would be mayhem. And then right. a lot of people, I was on a, on a podcast on Saturday. A lot of people in the chat were saying, just do the show in January. Well, mm-hmm. if you like money, you have that show in December, not in January it. when ad revenue is cut in half or more than half. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the name of the game, right? You got, so, you got, you got to back that. You got to backdate that stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think our game of the year stuff, just due to me running it solo and all that kind of stuff, probably won't hit until beginning or mid January, just because of all that stuff. And to a certain extent, because I understand mm-hmm. that, like. I want to figure out ways to include those other right. games that are in that mix. So for me, as a person who's not doing a huge show, right. you know, it's very different than him having the LA orchestra that he has to book <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. Microsoft center that he has to book for that mm-hmm. time. So it changes a lot of the way you think about it. If you think about it in those. Yeah. No, I agree. I think you guys make a phenomenal point. The only thing I want to, I do want to touch on too, is that, you know what we do understand the business aspect. We I making fan, phenomenal points about the timing and, and, and why it may be not something as simple as just hey put it in January because of everything that involved. But but I, I do also want to mention like even with the awards and, and game of the year and the, the prestige, right? And we, we see the orchestras come out for the games, stuff like that. But I gotta be honest, there are p- times where let's say best online ongoing game, right, mm. gets announced. And it'll happen during the commercial mm-hmm. and then the person won't even come out. So again, I just want the focus to get mm-hmm. back to celebrating these games, even if it's from genres we don't particularly care for. There are times where, let's be honest, I'll be honest, I had genre bias myself. Like there was, there was, um, I never played Half-Life, Alex. I wasn't into VR until mm-hmm. like the last year and a half. People were telling me, Cog, I'm telling you, that's the game. And I'm like, for real? And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm a low-key VR hater, didn't play it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now I feel so stupid because I'm playing it now, right? And I'm just like, oh wow. So again, I just feel these these are things we gotta improve, you know, getting more genres in and also making sure we celebrate these devs. Mm. They really, really putting their, you know, their time and effort and their heart and soul into these games. And I don't want to see a situation where we come back for commercial break and, and they already, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we understand this is about premieres. We understand this is about trailers. We I get hype. I want to see. I remember when Hellblade 2 came out, a series oh. S came out. I'm regardful. I get the business aspect. I just, I said, just a little couple of tweaks and, and cog, cog is good. Cog is, I'm, I'm reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. And I'm not sometimes. <laughs> because, because when you said about Hellblade 2, I'll be petty. Mm-hmm. It's my show. I can be petty. This is I went this back is and watched the reveal of the Xbox Series X and mm-hmm. then Hellblade Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Like, that mm-hmm. was a moment. I actually watched a YouTube video where someone recorded with their phone from the stage or mm-hmm. from the from the crowd yeah. when they showed the Series X, and you could hear people going nuts. I heard some guy go, "Is that a computer?" <laughs> and then uh, it's, it's like a shaky uh, cell phone cam, right? Some guys yeah. like this, mm-hmm. and it was really low quality, but the feel of the the electricity of the crowd yeah. excited that Xbox just revealed a brand new console. A year before, like yes. I got emotional watching that video. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went back and watched the other day 
Jeff Keeley announcing the Series X and Hellblade, and he turns around with a mic and he goes, "Wow, well, that was neat." Well, let's <laughs> talk about the next game, and I'm like, "Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. So I, was, so, so, so I was in the crowd that Cole night. talked to us. He was there. You the game awards. Let's tell go. It, tell it. Tell it. And. The thing that came across, and, and I'm happy you mentioned that kind of cell phone video thing of, of the like, oh crap moment, was I was just, we had, I just had spoken to Aaron Greenberg. I saw him adapt him up, said, What's up? How you doing? Greetings. And the thing that was wild was Aaron has the best poker face in the world. <laughs> yeah. He and <laughs> Phil Spencer have the best poker faces in the world. I've seen them. For years at events, and and, and you, you never really fish for information because you're never going to get it. And you don't want to be like, hey, I'm that guy who's like, yo, yeah. tell me all the secrets. Yeah, sure. But 30 minutes after that, Xbox Series X is on stage. Mm. The thing that you didn't see Talk is me. Keely is off stage, right? Okay, okay. He's getting ready okay. to kind of come on. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's stone-faced. And it, mm-hmm. it is not because I don't think that he's not excited. Okay, it's the like, please, Lord God, nothing go wrong. Go wrong. Right yeah, yeah. You know what really? I mean? So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, Production. I don't think that. Like, I think any. I think mm-hmm. Keely. You know, I. You were so happy him. about Balan Wonderland. I was like, where's your excitement for I know. Hellblade Two? <laughs> I mean, but if you think about this, right, is like, absolutely. I think yeah. I think there's a couple of factors in there too. Like one, I think Keely in his in his on stage presence and i think this has been a thing that if we're all being honest i think this is anybody in the audience right now tonight and everybody's going to be listening to the show later the one knock on keely has been that he feels a little plastic in his presentation he but getting i've been watching him for like 12 years or right And, and i and i think that there's a layer there that you know there's a conversation about like how do you kind of present your excitement to the audience so that you get them hype in that same way I don't think that he thinks about his performance in that way. I think okay. I think he thinks of himself as the 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 person who is putting everything on the plate for you, right? right. And the Ryan Seacrest of gaming, as I a call little it. bit, right? Little, and I yeah. think I think to a certain extent, like yeah, there's a layer of there where we we want him to be as excited. I would love and I, and look, Keely, please come on on Colt Show. I think yes, this, would this would be a perfect great conversation discussion. to have. Yes. Because I think the thing that I've, I'm learning about him, or at least I'm gleaming from him and more times I get a chance to talk to him about stuff, mm-hmm. is that he really is excited at making sure that the folks at home have an experience like they've never had before. And he gets to be the person who gets that exclusive, who brings that exclusive content. Oh, yeah. And, he revels ha- in it. And he yeah. revels in that, which I think to a certain extent is kind of dope, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of people who get to pull those strings in the industry in that way. Who have that kind of clout? Who also have enough cred? Who also kind yeah, of pay attention um, to the space in that way? So it is really interesting, like where he fits within the the kind of greater ecosystem of of the gaming space. Yeah, and I think that Jeff is like about my age or a little bit older, mm-hmm. and I've been watching him since the the game trailers and the, oh. all that stuff before oh, yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. And I've always been a big fan, but over the years, like I, I, he's has so much time on the camera, like. Yeah. I don't know. I think he does a really good job, but I was, I was in a really tough spot watching a lot of Xbox fans go at him like really 
yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I and I'm like, please, please don't. So yeah, I would re- support Jeff's replies <laughs> because I feel like he's like being dogpiled. Yeah, 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 absolutely. As if yeah. he's the sole reason and and, and, yeah. and behind you know behind that whole thing. And I, I get you on that. And that's why I impl- even with my little issues and things that I want to improve, that I've, I have to employ gamers like. I know what it was before this game awards existed mm-hmm. right? and we <laughs> didn't have anything. And then look how far we've come where this medium is not only just generating so much monetarily, it's almost one of the de facto default uh, mediums than even movies and, and other things like it, this is big, how gaming has really evolved. And like I said, we, we can't, we can't devolve into that part. You know what I'm saying? He, put, he puts on a real show. Like yes. it's a legit yes. Yes. show. And remember a few years ago when, mm-hmm. um, uh, McHale, I can't remember his name. The oh, guy Joel, Joel, McK- Joel, Joel McHale. McHale. I think he was. Uh, maybe he'd had a a little bit to help him relax. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to be rude. <laughs> the guy's great, but he. I don't think he really super wanted to be there, yeah. and it kind of takes away the credibility. This is a whole long discussion about the yeah, video no, game no. awards, but uh, Forza Horizon didn't make it. Uh, I, I want to end this by saying the awards are for playground and yes and all of the other studios it's for them but we're there i mean khalif what are you there for what what are you watching the the award show for what's your main objective when you're sitting down to watch that i mean your finger foods and stuff yeah i mean first you got to again i'll just say you got to put respect on on keely's name like it, it is it is a hard deal to put these things together over a long period of time over a year plus change where you're thinking about reiterating about you know iterating on a thing that you got that got done the previous year um for me it's a couple of things i'm lucky enough that i get a chance to go uh again this year Absolutely. Uh, but it's, but it's going to be one of those things of like plus one <laughs> you just hug everybody and put you all <laughs> you have a big long no, coat you like <laughs> 16 feet tall like you real tall this year <laughs> Yo. like that covid, booster, the that COVID like, booster was the no joke cloak, the booster the covid <laughs> booster gave me like six inches on, on the height oh um, but it's but it's but it's really for me like it is really about the um the pomp and circumstance of that event. Like, I, I think that the, the world premieres, like, again, I was the la- the last time that I was there, the seeing MK 11 get announced in the audience. Cause I'm a huge mortal Kombat fan mm-hmm. and I was calling it too. And I was like, yo, I know MK is about to drop. I'm looking at everything here and I'm, I'm about to see it. And it dropped. And I lost my mind. Like I was 10 years old. I was like, yo, this, I, this is the dopest thing I've ever seen in my life on a huge screen in that space. So I think for me, it's about, you know, how are you showcasing new games? How are you talking about stuff? Even if we know we won't be able to play it for a couple of years, you know, uh, I think, I think the thing that is always awesome about this space is there are constantly being, there are constantly things that are being worked on that we just don't know about and getting that initial kind of like, Oh, this is a thing now. What? Like that then becomes the like thing that gets talked about for the rest of the year. Uh, and get you excited for for the year after that. So, you know, those world premieres. I know a lot of people get mad at the whole world premiere. Like I know people get mad about it, but yo, I don't. It, I it is it. A, it is the jam. It is the yeah. thing that makes it really really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think the hardcore really want to see those reveals, yeah. and then uh, you got, you know, Cognito wants to see somebody play the violin because that's what he likes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It. We got Hargit Chani. Thank you so much for the ten dollars super chat. He says, "I wonder if most of the jurors." for the game awards are western 
there is a list on the site. They're from yeah. major published uh, publishers and games media sites that we are involved with all the time whenever we read their stuff. But he says Sony has moved away from Japanese games to make sure they get into the game awards. Perhaps more jurors from around the world. No JRPGs in the game of the year category, he says. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. Point. Uh, I wouldn't think that Sony would move away from Japanese games. They're always involved with that. But as far as what hits the game awards, Cognito's right. Like there kind of is a formula, and right. we need to shake that up a little bit without yeah, doing awesome. Overwatch 2. Bradley Klein, <laughs> thank you so much for the $10 super chat. Says, Hi, Colton guests. I love listening to your show, Mr. Eastwood, after the fact. You listen to it on demand. I, when I'm cleaning out the CNC shop I work at, keep being awesome so yeah be careful of those metal shavings or whatever you guys are cutting <laughs> on those machines i have an engineering background so i like some of that nerdy stuff too so salute salute so yes <laughs> thank you bradley and jeff grubb, jeff grubb. grubb. Him on oh the show god jeff is in the chat yeah oh. jeff was uh, he might have bounced out jeff's amazing i love jeff, jeff. is uh I love grubb. He, yeah he's amazing he's 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 uh He's a great example in the community. He says, oh, you got the boys on tonight. Thanks for the show. So thanks for the $5. And one more from, oh, my good friend, Gaming Forte. Man, we haven't talked in a hot minute. You know what, Gaming Forte? You and me, Halo Infinite this weekend. How about tomorrow night? I'm going to bug you, and uh, I'll order you some Taco Bell. (laughs) But he gets a $5 super. Thank you. He says, look at this star-studded panel. Can't believe the gaming ninja ain't somewhere sleeping. Great show, Colt. <laughs> Love the conversation. Hashtag I drop destiny for now. Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah. ask. Mm. I gotta ask you, you destiny nut. Did you, what, where is Destiny 2 in your love life with now that Halo's there? It's in the bushes for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep it tall. Like Halo, Halo just got it right now, man. I, I like right now I'm thinking about what. I'm going to do when I get back and playing, playing on it. I just cannot wait to start playing again. So I'll be back, you know, when, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe December, I think December they doing something, budget 30th, uh, pop in, you know, right now I'm on my destiny vacation. I love it. I'm so productive, productive. I get games finished. <laughs> like, it, it, I'm like, it's so funny when I stop playing destiny, how great a better a content creator i am you know what I'm saying? but i know what's going to happen, you know, come February, Forte, you know, if he's in there, that witch queen drop, my world ends. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Paris, everybody that's the Destiny, our Destiny fam. Don't shake your head, yep. Kai. This is, no, this I is know I'm hyped for y'all. I'm hyped for it. Oh, like, okay. Witch Queen is going to be dope. No, Witch Queen is going to be dope. I'm with you. I'm going to be okay, rocking when know, you come back. To okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, brother. Like, when Witch Queen drop, it's over for me. I already know anything that's in that launch window is not going to get played for a bit. You so. guys are killing killing my smile muscles right now, man. Like, <laughs> this is such Listen, a good man, time. I'm in an abusive relationship. I understand what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got to ask you real quick, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. when you like, Destiny is world renowned for having some of the best shooting feel and mechanics in the whole industry like but it's not like halo halo's different yeah. even this version is different so what's it like taking setting down the goat of of shooter feel mm-hmm. and picking up master chief because you said it felt great yeah i think for, for me it's, it's destiny fans if they're being honest when it comes to pvp it's probably not the most balanced sandbox right it's very hard okay. to tweak it's very and there's something about that arena feel, the time to kill with Halo. It's just, it's just perfect, man. Three four three's got it, and 
it, that's what it reminded me. It just when when you, especially with matchmaking and the servers, and let's be real, they, they I've I've done live service game launches for a while. The mo is wait a day or two before this <laughs> thing settles out. You ain't gonna be able to log in. Let's be honest, Azure Cloud background, bro. Halo kind of got off without a without a hitch, and they've been rocking. So kudos to them. But yeah, it, in terms of balanced PvP and a fun sandbox. Yeah, Halo still, still, still kicking that in that respect. I got to awesome. give it up. Awesome. Well, let's let's get right into the Halo campaign discussion. We will tread lightly, people, but you know, thank you over six hundred and fifty people who are watching the show. I'm here with Khalif from Spawn on Me and Lord Cognito of Iron Lords and Defining Duke, and the three of us got to play uh, all or as much as we wanted of Halo's campaign. Uh, we were able to talk about the first four missions uh, before things really start kicking off. So plenty to talk about, but let's start with Khalif. They gave us that. I don't, you know, I don't even know what the timeline is. I've kind of been in a blur mm -hmm. since we got an email saying, Hey, we're going to be giving you access to the campaign. Uh, you know, I kind of, I fainted for a little bit, but I don't even know when that <laughs> was. So Khalif kind of set us up, tell us uh, how this went and get us started in this discussion about the campaign. And we'll kind of yeah. see if the uh, chat has some questions. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, if I'm remembering correctly, we've we've probably had it for about a week and a half or so. Uh, you know, again, the stipulations were very, very detailed on what you could and could not say, what you could and could not capture. Uh, so we will not be delving into any of that other <laughs> stuff on this podcast until Smart, any of those other things are allowed for us to say for the Xbox Ninjas Jump Out the Clouds. <laughs> <laughs> um, they will they will directly jump out of oh, yeah, cloud come, they come, get, come you. get us. Yeah, it'll be the the Azure people coming down and snatch us up, kick uh, down the door like a swat. Yo, for real, for real. There's um, actually a three four three representative behind that couch at all times. There you oh, go. In case they I say it. anything wrong, no, they walked like, out front the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that Xbox that Xbox is going to just jump out, and there's going to be people come out of it. Um, but you know, I think I think going into it again, I think you know the the framework of what we were able to kind of dig into was a really good representation of, you know, a lot of the things that we had concerns or questions about, you know, the way that I kind of formatted my preview video, please go check it out us on YouTube, um, was to talk about not the story, because I didn't want to dig into the, the conversation around the actual narrative, but like really the anyway. Yeah, I know you can't really, and but but I think like the 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 nuts and bolts of how does it play, how does it look, how does it sound, how do the guns work, do they feel you know uh, rewarding to use? I think that was the kind of like basis and foundation for for a lot of the content that we wind up seeing, um, and and just for me, you know, like I, I think all the things that I, I went into with my trepidation about like did three four three nail this in a way that feels like they are back in that the, the the conversations around master chief and halo as an ip were still cloudy all of that stuff went away it, mm -hmm. all of those conversations in my mind went away um in, in in a way that you know we can't talk about the the, the beginning mm -hmm. of that game but don't even I, make faces cognito don't even make faces about man the game. i yeah i know yeah Woo. yeah it's just like i, I i'm very excited for the ability to not only jump back into that world once they let us kind of go through the review process, but to see how the community is going to come to this uh, when they get a chance to hit it on launch day. It's going to be fun to be on Twitter 
uh, if you're a Halo fan in that in that respect. Oh yes, Cognito, uh, you loaded that sucker up. Kind of walk us through how it felt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, you know, you hit you hit a Gregorian chant. It's on, baby. Yep. That, that touches the soul. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, it kind of the same feel as Kai, where it was like coming in. I just I had a little trepidation because um, you know, Halo Five. I, I've been on record, you know, the the, the campaign. I just felt didn't hit for me based on the marketing, you know, and, and, and the way it landed there. And um, I wanted to see, you know, what 343, how they were going to approach it. And the first thing off the bat was just, it felt so good. You know, I, I love the verticality levels. I felt like the grappling hook fundamentally changes the way you play this game. Mm-hmm. I, I really just felt I'm able to do things in, this, in a, a Halo campaign that I just wasn't able to do. I will say this without spoiling as a person who's a casual lore guy with Halo, I'm not a hardcore lore. I'm very casual. I felt they really did a lot of service there to get the, the lore heads excited, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it, that was the first thing. Just a lot of very, uh, even the, the set pieces, very beautiful set pieces. I, I really felt the, the mythicness. I was just like, okay. And then the, the big the big question I think everybody had was, you know, the open world, right? How How can they attack this in a way that you know let's be honest some people don't like a ubisoft kind of a formula or you know which approach would they take with open world? it's a nasty risk for sure yeah let me let me pause let me pause you one second please uh a lot of people are like please don't spoil stuff yeah Uh, yeah. so rest assured uh we were going to talk about the feel the mechanics and some of the uh open world uh approach because Uh, I want to know in the chat if you watched this six or eight minute campaign overview that came out about three or four weeks Mm -hmm. ago or three weeks ago, because a lot of that will be part of what we talk about. That's already uh, well known. That's not spoiler. Of course, no story stuff. Yeah, no, no, we won't talk about any of that stuff. And if we did, like we like we joked about earlier, uh, you know, a poison dart will come through the window. (laughs) But yeah, don't worry about that. We're here to have a good time. I want to let Cognito kind of talk about how. uh, how that how that feels go ahead if you can remember where felt, you were at it felt good the, the last point i'll say was just the open world part i would my trepidation there was like how are they going to handle it and i have to admit it felt good it, it if the, the way it was handled i'm like okay i am feeling confident about the, the forward base stuff i'm feeling confident about going outside and 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 man I, I will just say there was a feeling as a person who plays halo in the traditional corridor sense that if I'm getting overwhelmed, I'm kind of used to, okay, I'm going to hide behind this wall. I can get it together and figure out. Whereas in this, I'm like, oh, they're, they're there, they're there, they're there. Like, you, you feel the sense. And I'm just like, I kind of like that. I kind of like, like You can that. hide behind a big boulder, but True. that doesn't help you from the sniper over your shoulder you didn't see, right? And the danger and stuff like that. So my initial, you know, impression is extremely positive. And my my trepidation just went away. And I can't wait to see where this thing goes. So that that's where I'm at with it right now. Okay, okay. Khalif, let's talk about this open world because, I mean, 343 has always made a corridor shooter. They're just trying to they're just trying to stand on the shoulders of what Bungie created for years, and uh, they let you out in this Zeta Halo ring that's covered in the campaign o- overview. So uh, how did you feel? Because they let you, you walk out, and now you're, you're not inside a corridor, which the opening of the game is in somewhere that's like in a corridor. So Mm-hmm. You're used to that in Halo, and then once you walk outside, the game has changed. So, uh, tell us, like, how did you how did you approach it? Because I had a different. 
way. Yeah, like it's it is a weird change for the for the for the series, but it, it, I think it's the best thing that they've done in terms of you know changing up the way that that game kind of feels and plays. Like like what Cog said, you know, just having that grappling hook be a part of your kit let me do things that i would have never even thought of doing within and not even just in a gameplay sense you know when we were i'm sure when you are we're, we're capturing footage for, for for your preview stuff you know there's always that like well how high is that thing can i get yes. up there can i go see what the rest of the world looks like from up on top of this mountain um and getting a chance to now have an actual space to be able to do that changed a lot of the ways that i thought about the game like in the in in every halo game prior to this there was never moments where you could get high ground on an enemy yes good point (laughs) which was great you know what i mean i was like oh so i have a sniper rifle now i'm going to this part of this map that has an enemy here how do i tackle this in a way that feels strategic in a way that benefits me from the way that i have outkitted my spartan not outkitted, not because you have just weapons that you find in the world, but you know, with the weapons that you find on the ground, you're like, well, oh, I have a sniper rifle, sniper rifle here. Let me use a sniper rifle here. And it's not just a line of sight thing, it's a like line of sight plus elevation kind of conversation. Um you've never done changed, that before in a halo you've game. Never right? done that you've in a halo game, that. and that just fundamentally just changes the way you think about engagements. Um, and the other part that I want to dig into really quick is just like I just love the fact that I can be moving around the map and just randomly find a group of enemies to just battle, right? It mm-hmm. The way that that winds up working feels really smart. It just feels nice to be able to say, we don't, we have those corridor moments, but we also have these moments where you're uh, uh, tackling all these kinds of battles, whether big or small, um just in a way that you just weren't able to do it before yeah um so so it brings a lot of things together that i just didn't expect to kind of like feel good about and now i'm just like ooh, you can't take this away now like you have to continue to go down this route if you're going to do another thing like this so yeah i mean it could have been a death sentence for three four three to say look we're still trying to get halo right we're gonna throw it out in the open world and just hope that you guys like it and um I, i gotta say when I first got outside, as we'll call it, when you get mm-hmm. on the ring, I I was in this corridor where I was like, I was feeling like um, Doom Guy because mm. I was in these tight corridors. I was using collateral damage and grenades and melee with the grapple shot. Mm. You can grapple shot an enemy, obviously, for those of you who are playing in multiplayer and pull them right into them, just mm. hit them with, a, with an elbow. So it just feels so good. It never gets old. And when I got outside, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for it, right like let's go and I, I look Hello. over this this opening camp and there's not many enemy grunt here a couple grunts there mm-hmm. with a plasma pistol uh, maybe a brood over there uh, you know it's not i'm like Psh. i just jumped right down i got in there i'm like do, 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 mm-hmm. do. and then all of a sudden the plasma's like ah, i killed the demon <laughs> and i'm like Psh. and my my chief just like <laughs> ragdolls to the ground i'm like what uh-huh yeah what yeah, yeah. no no i and i was playing on heroic i'm like I know what I'm doing. So I respawn and get back in there and I jump down and I'm trying to be John wick. Cause I was John wick in the closed corridors, mm-hmm. but out in the open world, all bets are off because you've always been outnumbered. That's master chief in a halo game, but the open world is just so much more dynamic. Yes. And I, 
I hope you guys are okay with this discussion, but it's very, very general. And um, it was covered in the campaign overview. Yeah. But uh, Cog, what did you do when you first stepped outside? Were you yeah. Uh, careful? Yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of like what Kai said, it, it, the realization of approach and how to handle things. And it just like, wait a minute, why I don't have to go heads up on everything, right? You know, I can rip this turret up here and and take this to the side and try to pick people off from an angle and do stuff. And I, I do want to credit one thing too, though. I actually love the banished as an enemy type. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of them. Mm-hmm. Like they are about to smoke. They they mm-hmm. they're ready to get it on with you. They you know they don't revere like don't give me look. It's funny like you mentioned you know the covenant. And we're so used to them being sneaky and talking their talk, but they kind of couch. Oh no, not 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 the banish. <laughs> no, nope. like all the I would say, I am team <laughs> banished, <laughs> and that's one of the things I didn't think I would like them the way I did. But overall, to your question, yeah, I, I just love approach. I, I love you know utilizing things, and then obviously as you progress and, and, and getting you know kind of liberating things in a way that I I, I felt like the progression felt earned mm. and, and and everything you know just leading up and even the customization felt earned and i'm like okay that makes sense in the, sc- the scope of what's going on here and like i said man I, it just feels good cole it feels good it, it, I, I i was so like concerned like are they doing too much is this the right way and so far i'm like i can't wait to see where this thing continues man i'm hype bro i'm hype yeah i was um I was concerned about the open world. Like people are like, is is the open world lively? Is it is it sparse? And there are there are plenty of moments where there aren't a lot of enemies around. And then Gareth Coker, who did the music for oh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and and um, he co I don't I haven't I didn't look into this, but he co produced the music. And there's kind of a there's a Skyrim nice music that plays at times because you have nice mm-hmm. green grass, mm-hmm. some wildflowers, some pretty you know uh, Pacific Northwest trees, and and then it's like kill the demon, and uh, <laughs> you go in, you you jump into these fights, and it's not always just a, a straight up fight because they may be a brute or two in front of you, but then you've got jackals up at higher points, and they have the advantage on you, and um, it just. I said this in my preview. This is so funny, but I said on heroic difficulty, dying is such a reward because mm-hmm. I'll go in as a, as a BA Baracus mm-hmm. and I'll go in there and get my butt handed to me and I'll ragdoll across the grass. And I like how sometimes Master Chief just like scrapes his chin across the grass <laughs> eight feet as he, as he rolls over and, um, and I'll go, Oh man, they bested me. And like normally in games, I'm like, dang it. But like when they get me, I'm like, Banish, you earn that one. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna and respawning takes like three seconds on the Series X. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get the short loading screen and then you're back in at a checkpoint yeah. and you're like a hill away from where you saw your demise. Um, that's always been a staple of Halo. Like when you play Reach, some of the maps got kind of opened up, yeah. they kind of funnel out and then they yeah. funnel back in. And that was what made Reach so amazing was when it funneled out and there's an AA gun and there's vehicles and all that stuff. But when you play Infinite, you can imagine that you're going to have that funnel is nearly always open until you get into main missions. So I'm really happy with how it's turned out so far. One of the other questions somebody asked in the chat, I'm trying to keep an eye on is how does it play? Is it smooth? Khalif, you want to take that? Yeah, I played it on both the Xbox Series S and X. 
uh, I was I was curious to see how it would perform on both, and it it just feels fantastic. Like I think I think again, like whatever console you're currently using, uh, of course PC is going to be beautiful and, and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either console that you're on, it's going to look and play super super well. Like it, I I think the interesting part was going between the S and the X, just seeing a little bit of the. Um, uh, uh, quickness with the with the loads, mm-hmm. but for most of the video that that I put out, like most of the footage in there is from the S. It's not Ooh. from the. A. It is. Uh, nice. Was it running sixty on the S? I I never lo- bothered to check. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Wow. That's nice. amazing. Yep. So nice. it so it looks fantastic. I, I I'm you're going to be in for a treat, whichever whichever yeah. way you go when you when you wind up playing on it. I, okay. I would agree. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I, I haven't clocked a lot of the other questions because we've been talking like crazy, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's, I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Now there's a couple things we were able to cover. Um, There's a couple activities that will repeat themselves in the open world. And then you get that like, Oh no, is it like far cry? And I feel like the game is nothing like far cry. And I thought it would be from the campaign overview. Cognito, are you a far cry aficionado? I am not. So this was a pleasant surprise for me because those were my fears. You know, Mm. I've been on record to have open world fatigue, so to speak. And um, when I I, I was when it was announced that Halo would be going this route, there was a part of me had the eyebrow like, oh, boy, (laughs) this is going against my my core, one of my core tenants that I got tired of. But I just think it, it's handled it's handled well, and I, I just think that uh, again, what is it the the fobs, the forward base and stuff. I, I, I love the implementation and, and and the feeling and the way it correlates to what the game is trying to do narratively and stuff like that. I think it all ties in, and again, what makes it really cool is choice, how mm-hmm. you do things order the way you do things you don't have to do everything you can beeline if you don't choose to right but then i felt you get rewarded sometimes with lore you know and 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 if you go off to do stuff and find things out and some of the things i found out i'm like wow this is pretty cool because i chose to do some extra exploration and stuff like that so yeah very very that's kind of how you uh you can make the game you get get master chief prepared for the next big moment that's a good thing about open world games you can do just enough side stuff Mm -hmm. to get ready in an open world game to better prepare you for a main mission i've always played games like that where i try and do a little bit of side stuff level up a couple things or get better gear or whatever and then take on the next mission and i feel like i am totally ready um just what was his name in the chat uh i just wrote it justy spud said is it like far cry which i said no I'll, i'll tell you why it's not like far cry uh, Far Cry, since Cognito's not a, a massive uh, expert at Far Cry, I've played them almost all of them. Talk to me, talk Far to me. Cry is at its best when you tag out your enemies from the mm-hmm. top of the hill and pick them off with a silenced sniper, sneak in and stab out the remaining guys, take out a uh, an alarm, right? But when you get into a fire, an all out firefight, are you with me, Khalif, on this? Yeah. Like, do you yeah, know yeah, your yeah. Far Cry games? Yep. When you get in an all out firefight in Far Cry, it's Kind of when it's not at its best, in my yeah. opinion. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what happens is everybody in their mama finds out that you shot a gun. <laughs> and then everybody in their mama tries to come kill you all at the yep. same time. And it's mm-hmm. not and it's not that fun in that respect. I do think that the 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 interesting part about that question too, and, and I'd love to hear 
both of your takes on this part of it is in that balance of doing the Assassin's Creed, everything on the map is everything mm-hmm. on the map. And Far Cry has a little bit of that um, as well. So I'm with you, Cognito, in terms of the, the open world fatigue parts. Do you feel like, though, with the way that the structure of at least the things that you had seen in the open world, that one of my worries is that players may not necessarily have as much stuff mm. to do that is that interesting balance between the large Assassin's Creed and Far Cry's kind of series and what Halo's trying to do. Like, I'm wondering if people may say, now that I'm in this open world, I don't know if I have enough stuff to do right. um, in this space. I'd love to hear your like thoughts about that. Like, there are warthog races. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Like, like, I'm hoping, please don't ask for that. Whoever's, in, whoever's out there, don't ask for that. But I, but I, wonder, I don't know. Though, I don't know. Cognito, would you want would you want mongoose races? As a... <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's a good question. It's a good question. You know, it, it's 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 the fine line of, of how how you balance mm-hmm. it and, and what the gamer you know approaches and how you want it. I will say, for me, where it started to win me over, especially, is I'm a big encounter person i Mm. i like boss fights i I like Mm. stuff like that so they satiated enough for me that i'm like okay this is worth it you know and again we talked about the banished and how much i love that so they did they did enough for me where i'm like okay i want to do a lot of this stuff now because i want to learn and i want to know what i got to do to go up against such and such so that that was where it hit for me but i am it's a good question kai because i'm curious for a person who wants to live in the open world, right? Mm. Is it going to satiate that guy, right? Is it going to satiate the guy that's like, hey, I want to hit everything on this map. I want to do everything, explore every nook and cranny. And that's the question. That's the question. I'm curious Cole, how you, because you, you're the, Cole, you're like the, the Far Cry guy. You're, you know, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed guy. So like, what was your thoughts on the open world take? Like, it, was it enough for a guy like you who really does love those type of games? Well, sometimes like, I want to make the joke about the warthog race. Sometimes those side activities are fun that get you away from the regular grind of what you do of killing or blowing up stuff. And, and like, if you jump on a, a, a jet ski in far cry and do a jet ski race, do a, a Canyon river, like, Oh, that was really fun. And then you get back to doing the regular stuff, but you don't get that in, in halo. And it's funny because gears five had this semi open world, but it wasn't right. really open or alive. And I felt like 343 was only going to meet us part of the way there with open world. And I think they kind of did. I think they, they kind of looked at what did people want without overdoing it? And I think they've kind of tried to land on that, on that spot. Um, let's talk about one thing they did let us talk about in the previews is the high value targets, which mm. become a major mission on their own that has, happens dynamically and naturally uh Khalif, did you do any of these high value targets and explain to the audience what they are yeah so uh, on your map you'll see these kind of icons that are that i believe they're like glowing they have like a red tinge to them um and and when you go and track these these ta- these high value targets down they usually have a kind of specialized weapon that is attached to whatever uh kind of the, the classes of weapons that we currently see Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get into the to, to, to which what you have variants of that. So I won't get into to what they do or some of the stuff that I've seen so far. But 
those battles have were really interesting because and this bridges to the thing that i'm hoping we're going to get into in terms of the conversation around co-op um those yes, fights were yeah. hard and those <laughs> fights were wild because you think it's just one dude rolling through but he had his homies with him and his <laughs> homies was mad it's the reason why i loved what, what it was the ballers <laughs> yeah like i love yeah no doubt it's the reason I love the fact that we're all like the the banished are dope because the enemies are just really interesting in that they have these variations on some of the ones you kind of come across throughout your, your campaign journey, but they just feel different in a way, in the way that they attack, in the way that they uh, combine forces, in the way that they have you know, the big boss and other minions kind of around them and all the ways that those kinds of encounters work. So I'm sure Cog was super hype about the encounters parts of it because it was this like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to go into. I know I'm supposed to go into this particular part of this thing. And now, oh, wow. I didn't know that they were, I didn't know all y'all was going to come. <laughs> so, so, so it changes a lot of the ways that you think about the tactics that you want to kind of implore while also having a very nice carrot on the end of the stick. Right. Yes. So, so those yes. parts are, are, are really, really cool. So, I like those missions a bunch. I think that yeah. they're really smartly done uh, and, they, and they kind of definitely add a new layer to, to the campaign that I think is really necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you, uh, I mean, I have, I did some stuff beyond the point that we're allowed to talk about. Sure. Same. And, and it brings when I'm talking about the high value target, or as I call them, the assassination target, because it's a, it's a little target reticle on the map. that's mm-hmm. screaming to you to go over there and take on an enemy. That's going to give you, a massive challenge with his homies. Mm-hmm. So um, I took on one that I can't describe, but sure. I died about 20 times. Yep. And I've realized that in the open world, as I climbed around mountains, hiding and sucking my thumb <laughs> and trying to get the leg up on being massively outnumbered that sometimes uh, and halo games have done this for years. Sometimes you can trigger a checkpoint. And mm, so now you yes. have a save point when you're midway through the fight and a couple of those saved my butt because I had died over 20 times. When I finally took the guy out, I was like, yes. And it mm-hmm. went down there and you hold X on, uh, on his weapon, a hologram that you have, you get for, for, for winning the fight. And that weapon will do something different, slightly different, which we won't talk about, but mm-hmm. someone asked in the chat, uh, I want to, I want to ask Cog Cognito about, these high value targets. We did those in a second here, but someone asked in the chat, uh, they typed, let's see, it was pointless view says, Hey Colt, does the game encourage and reward exploring off the beaten path? Cognito, you want to answer that for him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You are rewarded. And again, it's not the, the beautiful thing is it's, it's, it's also, we talked about reward. That's going to augment you, right? It's going to make you a better Spartan. But then, you know, like I said, for me, I got lore and that was my big thing with five. I really was like, I just felt disconnected. And now I'm like, I'm learning what is going on, what is happening. And the, the audio rela- logs, you mean? Yes. And yes. it's, oh man, like I, I love that stuff, you know, and you, you, you they're you go, good. Like Bioshock. Good. Yes. Like sometimes audio mm-hmm. logs are, eh, who cares, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah go ahead. And, and then, you know, even, with with weapon you know and 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 their analysis the other characters that deal with chief their analysis i feel all that holds weight 
into what 343 is trying to do with this narrative. So that's the thing that really excites me the more. I want to feel connected to what's going on. And I feel what Halo Infinite is doing for a guy like me who is, again, a casual lawyer. I don't know everything in the universe, but I feel in this game, I'm like, oh, this is what's going on. Oh, wow. Okay, it's it's giving me that feel. And that's what I've always wanted from Halo. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, I just felt... Not to, to keep bashing five, but I felt betrayed, <laughs> man. I, I, Every, I felt, everybody bro, does. Everybody I remember does. being at E3, Kyle, right? And mm. be watching, like, at the Xbox booth and watching this trailer and then Spartan Lock and, and, the, and, you know, the conquering hero and he's standing over. You betrayed us. And, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is crazy. This is going to be in the game. And none of that was in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so I was so, I'm so hard on them. So when this, started i play infinite and it i'm telling y'all right now we're not going to spoil lore fans be excited yeah, be excited. yeah. that's all there's I'm a lot to yeah, uh discover for yourself yes. yeah for yes. sure that's uh, so funny when you talk about lock because i think of like the goody two-shoes cop you know yeah you've gone rogue uh, I mean, we're gonna come pick you up. and he's standing there with his shirt tucked in he's like you know uh i was so but, mad at luke cage i was like yeah, luke cage you suck luke, luke cage, cage. I hate you, Luke Cage, in this world. Yeah, like that. a quick thing that they dapped up and it's all all. Yeah, I was like, I, what? What? <laughs> After all this? I know. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm raining you in, sir. Man of the tailpipe. <laughs> Wild. Man <laughs> of the tailpipe. Yeah. Man of the tailpipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, shout out to Fire71 for the $10 super. He says, Happy Thanksgiving to the Cole Eastwood crew. You kill it every week. Bust your butt to bring us fire content on Xbox. You're the best man. And then he wants me to say dealer, dealer. which I've said for years. I, <laughs> I got to yell at dealer. been on his show for Classic. four years and he'll say something so inappropriate and I'll have to yell dealer <laughs> and rein him in. And then he puts me in a chokehold and, and everything's good after that. Italian clowns. Good friend. Good friend of ours for a long time. Thank you for the $5. He says, shout out to my bro, Lord Cognito. What's up, Colt and Khalif. Love the positivity. So, uh, Salute. Yeah, this, Salute. Guys are awesome. Hey, and then we got Kurt5150 with a $5. Thank you. Sorry it took a while to get to these, but he says that Steve-O, 12 Snyder, loves Mondays to watch Uncle Colt Eastwood. Oh, <laughs> Uncle. Uncle. <laughs> I love great. it. Change it to I UNC podcast, Uncle. Uncle Newscast. There we, we go. Have, there we, we go. got Hargeet Chani with the two dollar thank you. He says, in preparation for Halo, feels good on the whole. He he puts in quotes uh Halo <laughs> and uh whole. <laughs> He's having a good time. And then my you know, one of my best friends, Fonzarelli Gaming, who's been doing games talk live every Sunday. He's been doing awesome. He's been getting so some fun. great guests on. So he fun. says, sending some love, some great friends, Colt and Cog, and out here to see awesome guests like Khalif. Great topics. Love open world games, so I'm excited for Halo. That's awesome. All right, we got everybody's asking. We're going to get into uh, this thing about what Phil Spencer said some stuff that's kind of really rattled people's cages. Mm. Shout out to Greg Loudon for joining as a new channel member. Welcome to the Cole Eastwood channel. I do this podcast every Monday, but also I put out a video in the middle of the week. And if you're a channel member, you'll get a notification to get that video the night before it goes up because I finish it in the evening, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And then I say, hey, take a look at it. Leave a comment early. And uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, Where was I? Oh, I got to ask you guys about a lot of people are wondering. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get into Phil, 
to kind of button up this Halo stuff, we might get back into Halo in a minute, but uh, how does Halo Infinite feel compared to some of the other ones? Like some people are making comparisons to other numbered Halos. So I'll go with Khalif first. Where are you sitting on Halo Infinite? Like what does it remind you of uh, compared to the Legacy games? Nothing. <laughs> no, that's wow. The, that's the real answer is nothing. Like again, that change in setting and having it be open world fundamentally changes the way that that game feels and again like there are there are moments within it that you know of course talking through the the first four missions that we got a chance to play that feel very much like you know previous halo but even Uh within those fights the fights feel different uh in the way that you're kind of thinking about how you want to tackle a fight and and again like the the grapple shot is such a different thing within the way that you are playing that game that it changed that, that there is no other version of halo that i can really compare it to and feel like yeah it's a little bit of this is a little bit of that like you know shoot gun yeah like have, <laughs> have big dude with suit yeah uh you know sticky grenade yeah but like everything else feels so much different yeah i did not expect that response and i totally love it yeah. i totally love that because everyone's been saying what they've compared it to. I got two questions for Cognito. Because mm-hmm. K- Khalif, that was perfect. That yeah. was like the best thing that I've heard uh, about the comparison part. But I got to ask Cognito, what what do you compare it to as far as your older Halos? And you got to tell the audience, because we didn't even talk about it, mm-hmm. about the fusion coils. Like these, these uh, shock boxes and fusion coils, yeah. they're a major part of how you play the game. I don't yeah. know if you want to start with that, but tell us yeah. what, what Halo you think it's it's it compares to I, as well I, i'm leaning with kato it's it, it there are there are aspects that i'm like okay classic two and three okay cool but when you do get to that open world and you hit you hit the ground running on zeta halo and it's just like man this is different this this hits different but to your point you know with the with the coils and then even the the ammo like even the plasma and kinetic you know crates and stuff and the refill mm-hmm. just the way things are handled are, are just so much different but yeah, I will say, classic Halo fans rejoice. You're gonna you're gonna be fine. This is the Halo you love the way it feels. the The fact yes. that overwhelming odds, and then you know, an, ammo economy. What's on the ground? What's available? Being resourceful. You know, analyzing the situation. How you're gonna approach it? But there are some moments where I'm like. I've never experienced this in a Halo game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of moments and scenes where things are chaotic, and I'm usually utilizing the grappling hook just to to get around. And I'm like, oh wow, this could have been a cinema, but oh, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Do you guys use the grapple shot? Uh, that's its real name. Do you guys mm-hmm. use the grapple shot to get out of there and get, and get your oh, shields recharged? Yeah. Oh, Sometimes yeah. to get your bearings, you gotta. You're like, oh, what's going on? I gotta get out of here. And, and to your point, Cole, I think for me. Heroic was that sweet spot. Yes. Was that where I felt like, okay, they're they're posing enough danger here that I gotta be respectful. <laughs> and then, like I said, when we get to encounters, you said it best, Colt. Like, I was getting handled some of these encounters. I was like, damn, they ain't got no respect for me out here. And, and like, like I said, sometimes it ain't just dude, it's dude and the homies, and you're yeah. like, Oh, okay, now I'm trying to get out of it, and that's when the grapple shot becomes an escape tool. And I got again maneuvering and position and try to be strategic. And, and these are things that I love that add an extra dynamic to, to infinite that 
again, there's so much constant at best. There's still so much new that it, you really can't equate it to any past one just yet. And again, it comes down to let's see how, as we keep on going with this thing, where it lands. The jury's still out, but it's such yeah. a positive start that I'm like, wow, I, I can't wait, man. They, they, they really all, they feel like they're on to something right now. Yeah, and I, uh, I think people, maybe some of the people are saying that they get that feeling they felt when they played mm-hmm. three or mm-hmm. that feeling they felt when they first played Combat Evolved because mm-hmm. it has roots, but you guys are so right. It's mm-hmm. so different. Uh, and if those of you who are playing in the bigger maps and the, in the multiplayer are getting a real taste of what we've been talking about. And uh, yeah, I think it's super exciting. And I got to admit, and I will admit, Mm-hmm. that i have died many times from a grunt i think i'm, oh, yeah. I'm worried about the brute or the elite yeah and i think I, i'm gonna get that brute i down that brute then like Ha-ha! and i get down from a grunt i'm like are you kidding me so you gotta give talking. respect to the grunt coat they, they be talking them coming little covers be talking oh. bro. dude if you oh. listen while you're in the death animation oh one of the grunts said I, I tried to remember this the other day but a grunt said like a like an american idiom like uh, some type of trash talk thing and i don't remember what it was but you know the old term your 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 ace is grass and i'm the lawnmower my dad yeah. used to say that to me yeah, yeah, dad yeah. Used to say, your butt is grass and i'm the lawnmower mm-hmm. without without me swearing and mm-hmm. i love it when he said that but yes. the the grunt said something like that kind of like biff tannen would have in uh yeah. back future but he yeah. messed it up like he said it wrong because said it wrong. they don't yeah. know english yes like they're learning it it's <laughs> so hilarious they talk junk which is you yeah. know I won't, I won't dig into details about the junk that i heard when i died mm-hmm. but they talk some junk yeah yeah and the jackals out, they're talking great. smack they're up there talking smack, smack them on the yes. hill. it's yes. so good yep. so good yeah Love so it. so fun all right let's get into uh and shout out to over 600 people who are watching the show i'm here with khalif from spawn on me and lord cognito of iron lords and defining duke we just finished no spoiler talking about Halo Infinite. We are so we happy. We did it. I think we did. Woo. And you know what? I bet there was stuff, some stuff that we said. People still are like, la, 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 la. I totally respect <laughs> totally that. Reasonable. But, um, mm-hmm. So for those of you who are wondering, like sometime tonight, uh, Xbox is going to pull access from that campaign away from us, probably at midnight. So we might sneak in a little bit of that gameplay uh, after we round the show out. But anyway, we're super excited uh anyway this is the xc podcast and we're on live on youtube we're also on spotify google pocket podcast and apple podcast so that show will be up on demand in your earbuds while you're pumping iron tomorrow at the gym or walking the dog thank you so much for the uh, support hargit johnny with the five dollars says since halo will be eligible for t- the game awards in 2022 do you think it will stay relevant when it's that old for jurors to vote it next year Ooh, boys yeah, yeah, sure, I, I, I think I think they'll carry that over. I mean, I mean, you may see uh, uh, Horizon get carried over too into next year. Yeah. You know, you never know. So I, I would you never know. It will be a tough year for 2022 as well. Yeah, uh, PlayStation has Ooh. some of their best stuff. They've got Gran Turismo, yes. Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and then Elden Xbox Rings. has. Wow. Yeah, Elden Soft Ring's going to be there trying to take everyone's lunch money. So. It's going to be crazy. So yeah, everyone's right. wondering what the heck Phil Spencer shocked the world with. And one of them is kind <laughs> of a, it's kind of a joke. Uh, and the other one is uh, where in the heck have you been? Actually, most of them are kind of where in the heck you've been. We'll start off with Phil Spencer saying that game pass is sustainable and the media and some of the fans around the world were like, 
disbelieving when Phil Spencer says sustainable. I know you guys are both business savvy. So, Khalif, what is Phil Spencer talking about when he says, don't worry, quit looking up, quit watching my pocket? <laughs> Yo, get out of my pocket. Uh, <laughs> get out of I my- mean, the interesting part about all of that stuff is the fact that people don't believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, look. Here's here's the thing for anyone who's listening and everybody else who's out in the world who doesn't understand how PR works. <laughs> the first thing you gotta understand is like a cat at that level doesn't say a thing without having his facts straight. Uh, there are very Wonderful. few times in which a person like that, Phil Spencer or you know anyone else in the, in the space that that's that at that level, will go out publicly, not have that conversation vetted, and say a thing off the cuff that is absolutely not potentially true. There are times when people mess up, but for the most mm-hmm. part, that stuff is nailed down way before you even get a chance to get that interview locked in. So, um, for 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 the the conversation of saying, you know, you know, is it really sustainable? Is it not sustainable? In that way, like, I mean, look at the stuff that they've pulled into the portfolio in the past year alone, right? Like the Outriders, the Outriders move, that MLB the Show move, Ooh, huge, like huge 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 kind of layers to that conversation that tells me that of course they're solvent but they're also in a space where they're probably doing better than they're what they're talking about because there is this still really wild connective tissue across the haters in the space to be like this thing has no value in the way that we think about it when it brings so much value that they don't really get a chance to really talk about all of those things at once. They have to kind of separate those conversations out most times when you hear anything about Game Pass. So the idea that 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 Phil would roll out and just say some random stuff willy-nilly is not real. It also <laughs> like, and also like it doesn't matter if it's solvent or not. The better question is, do you have the games you want to play? Do you feel like you're getting your value for your money? And also what else is in the back of Phil Spencer's, you know, film yeah, shot yeah. that we can shelf go watch. look at? Yeah, yeah, shelf watch, you know, and see what else is back there that we can make some stories about. So it's it's wild he, that that's become a conversation. He he does he does sound a little annoyed when he answers these questions, doesn't he? When he's like, <laughs> yes, I would be too, right? Yes. Like, What's Yo, I, I'm sure there's one moment where people where Phil like looks at he's the armchair like, analyst. Y'all, and- need, y'all need to put some respect on my <laughs> name. <laughs> Don't you know what the I'm bomber jacket too? He's got the bomber jacket. Right? I brought this joint back from the brink. What are you talking about? I ain't got no stuff in here. What Speak on mean? it. Right? I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, he's had to. It seems like he's had to correct it because people just keep asking him yeah. uh, all the time. And Cognito, I got to ask you the other part of the question because everyone said, uh, so some people believed him, right? Okay, okay. So Phil says it's sustainable. Okay, we we agree with him on that. Well, we'll t- we'll take him at his word. He mm-hmm. might know what he's talking about, but it ain't profitable. <laughs> <laughs> take it, Cognito. Oh, take it. Yeah, you know how I feel about this stuff. <laughs> all the corporate pocket watching. It just it it's exhausting because it's like look at the end of the day, this is very simple. Does as a gamer, does this benefit you? Right. If the answer is yes, there are people in higher positions that are paid to worry about the bean counting aspects and the corporate aspect that are above my pay grade to make sure that they remain in business. And then the second thing is there's a lot of concern trolling for 
the, the, are the developers. And the developers are telling us, oh, hey, yes. a lot of our deals, we're getting some of this money up front. Some every deal is not structured the same, but it's beneficial on the upfront, on the in the in the initial stages. So that's what we want, right? We we should want the developers that we love to stick around to make the games we like, but instead we out here worrying about. Yo, I don't know if it's power profitable. And I don't know because, like, I, again, I said it before. I had one of my classic rants on ILP. I don't go to the dealership, and when the car is on sale for that month, yo, I don't know if the Range Rover. This is, I don't. This is too good a deal, guys. I don't know if I. Are you guys gonna be able to sustain yourself, man? Are you? Because I, I just can't understand how you're gonna give me this car this month for this price. I don't do that. I say, yo, this is a great deal. It benefits me. I'm gonna drive this car. Thank you. Here's the money and here's the payments. That's it. It's just it's when in so... the world have you ever like bought something on clearance and thought, well, is JC Penny going to be all yeah, right? JC, no, actually, I think they might be closed. Is Sears going to be okay <laughs> when I buy this be Okay, I don't know, y'all. They oh. might not be around, so you're not going to take the deal because you worried about the corporation. Stop. It, it, it just is people who just have this this hard on against Game Pass for whatever their little fanboy reasons, and it's just like just be a gamer, enjoy what is offered man just enjoy this is a great deal for you and your developers are getting something out of it i just find it funny that phil did have to jump in front and say just like yeah i know we fine over here <laughs> with this situation. i thought that was funny and the last point i'll say that um he did a um wall street journal interview mm. believe, with sarah needleman and uh-huh. he actually surprised me with this quote he he said that because even I sometimes like, okay, maybe Game Pass is really a, a central focal point for them financially. But he actually said different. He said it's one of the tiers of this kind of diverse financial uh, approach that they're taking. And he said, look, I'm gonna. I understand. We understand that there's gonna people. There's gonna be a, a set of gamers that don't want Game Pass and will always do traditional retail. There's gonna be a set of gamers that don't want cloud. That's always gonna do a traditional thing. And he said the way they're structured. All of it is acceptable and all of it helps what their their model is trying to accomplish. So I thought that was interesting. And he he said it in this recent thing again, where it's like, there's no pot of gold where they have to, everything has to be in Game Pass and we're going to burn money right now and we're going to lose all this money, but there's a pot of gold at the end. And that's not the model. You know what I'm saying? It's a diverse model. And that's what gamers got to understand. So it's fun to see him get in front of it because it shows that he pays attention (laughs) and he listens to all the listening. He's watching. He's He's definitely watching. He's watching. I have to respect his transparency in that respect. Most most companies not even giving you all that. So salute to them. Yeah. I I mean, I think part of it is uh, that Game Pass wouldn't exist if there weren't other parts of the xbox platform like i think it just it makes it possible like for them to sell games on steam sell consoles sell console games digitally physically sell micro everything like all of that has to exist or it doesn't work like it's all part of uh when when phil looks at like his whole uh you know a hen bringing all the little chicks you know close (laughs) and and nurturing them that they all kind of warm together and game pass wouldn't exist if they didn't have these other avenues. And somebody in the chat said, uh, I'll, I'll just read them here. Uh, where was it? it probably, go, you know, the chat moves quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to shout it out by name. So it was kind of a funny comment. Uh, Big Daddy says they dislike Game Pass because it's missing on their preferred platform. We'll get into Phil Spencer's next comment. But is that part of what it is, Khalif? Like maybe it's concern trolling because... Uh, maybe the other platform doesn't have something that everyone's buzzing about. Game Pass has been trending on Twitter 
for like the past eight months. Is that where some of the stems? The real tea, and this is for real, for real. Everybody, and I don't care if you get mad at me. I don't care. I don't care if you get mad. State of play is, is booty butt cheeks. Uh, 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 PlayStation Plus is booty butt cheeks. The stuff that you get on the PlayStation platform currently right now, and again, I am a, a fan. You can see behind me. I have all mm-hmm. the stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. I see it. That that conversation changes a lot when you don't see a lot of stuff happening in your space. The most interesting uh. conversation is the fact that we even see people who are benefiting from this uh, from this ecosystem on PC get mad at this conversation, which is even more wild because the way that you just talked about that, Cole, and the way you just talked about it, Cog, exemplifies what the Microsoft game plan has been since GDC maybe five, six, seven years ago when they initially talked about how they wanted to implement Azure Cloud into the gaming ecosystem, into the new Microsoft whatever it was going to be that they wanted to be Mm -hmm. so that now you're not thinking about hardware. You're thinking about services. Yes. And you're thinking about, you're thinking about ecosystem versus system, which changes a lot of the way you think about everything moving forward. The problem is that being the foundation of where Microsoft and Xbox has been living for the past four to five years. And now seeing the fruition of that come to, to, to play with the Xbox series X and S, and even now going backwards to the X, uh, to the, Xbox One with them being able to use some of that hardware oh, to so boost some of the stuff there. Yeah. Super yes. impressive. Backwards Compat being in that space. To be fair, if you're a Sony fanboy, if you're in the Sony camp super hard, PR has not been great. Yeah, You haven't gotten a UI update since the thing launched. You haven't gotten much in terms of that response, response there. The biggest Holidays thing... Holidays will dry. Holiday is is <coughs> ashy. Oh, y'all messing with it. Damn boys gonna clip this. They gonna yeah, they like, gonna clip it. They gonna come. They gonna come for me. They coming for y'all. They coming for me. I'm sorry. I'm telling the truth. It's not my fault. But if you really think about where the spaces are right now, Sony is really playing in an old school way. Yep. They're playing in a very traditional hardware based system. And they have bangers coming. I will be there day yep. one when, when God of War drops. I'm going to be there when Elden Ring drops and when everything else happens on that side of the fence. Mm-hmm. But there is a layer of jealousy now because, again, when's the last time Xbox had bad PR? Mm. Xbox Live hike and Probably the hike was the last. Yeah, that was like how many news cycles have they gone where they've just been like, yep, thanks. Yep. Okay. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate just that. look at almost every Monday uh, for Xbox has been like news. Here's news, the wildest news, thing. News. So before yeah. before I before I pass the mic to to, to Cog, <laughs> Microsoft has gotten more buzz over a refrigerator replica of their console than Sony has gotten about their console. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that the biggest news that has come out of the Sony camp has been, hey, that game that you bought that you cannot fit on your hard drive, here's a new hard drive with some firmware now that you can put that game on that hard drive. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. That's the biggest news that's come out of the Sony camp since launch. Mm. So, like, again, I think, you know, when we talk about Game Pass in that way and we talk about the offerings that you're getting on that platform and why people are mad, 
there is this layer of like i need to defend right my purchase yes and in that defending of the purchase leaves people in this space where they don't have a lot to kind of lean on so let me hate on the other people who are having dope stuff it's wild (laughs) Stephen kuriak said but side plates i just saw that today they're finally announcing the side plates but man those are uh, they really yeah they're actually going to do the do them uh d-batch bought the the black side place. I can't remember yeah. the company. Car, you know what's that company? I forget the company. You want the one that was the on again, off again yeah. legal thing? Yeah, like they're getting like the name. Yeah, I know. They were getting like sued yeah. by Judge Wapner was putting them, <laughs> <laughs> putting the <laughs> smackdown on them. <laughs> uh, yeah, like those side plates. I've, I've got my PS5 down here, and it's got the Miami Vice pop collar look. Okay. <laughs> I don't love it, man. And the mm-hmm. and the. The new, the the third, the aftermarket ones, like are yeah. all the shape of the console. Yeah. I should just order them. D brand, thank you. I met Kumar and VG. Now I gotta look that up. Yeah, to see if they got yes, dope yes, ones. Yeah, they're. I think they're sixty or ninety dollars. Somebody will fix that too. Um, yeah. Anyway, Jim, <laughs> Jim Ryan, three ninety nine for side place. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Cognito, were you, you going to take the mic on this uh, uh, on this subject? Yeah, have too much to add to what Kai said. You know, Kai okay. said a, a lot of uh, points, and I just think what happens sadly is when people lock themselves into an ecosystem, right? Mm. And you're you you you're not necessarily experiencing everything you can, and there's, sometimes there's that need to defend, right? There's that need to diminish something else, and just be a gamer. Just be a gamer. If if you see something that's beneficial, and to be honest, look. You know, I do Defining Duke, and obviously we know it's on Last Stand Media, and Last Stand Media has a lot of PlayStation fans. And I, they've come up yeah. to me and say, look, Carl, I, I've never owned an Xbox. And I can't front. I listen to you guys, and I like what's going on in the ecosystem. And I say, okay, well, tell me why now you're interested in, in an Xbox, right? And they would say, you know, the value that Xbox is providing, whether it be Game Pass, whether, you know, the consoles and stuff like that. And then... You talk about Xbox Game Studios. You talk about the Bethesda acquisition. People are like, yo, I, I know that's probably a topic that we're going to get into. But you know, the whole Elder Scrolls thing. Like some people are like, look, I'm a fan of this series. I, there's no way I'm missing out. And because of this, sure. I'm going to get it. So I'll say all that to say this is that this generation is just proving that Xbox is de- doing a really good job, and it's going to be such a competitive generation for them. And to see them shine in the way they do, they actually are getting people to now be interested in the ecosystem that maybe last generation they went with PS4, right? And now they're oh, like, okay, sure. you know what I'm saying? Now Xbox is speaking to me. Now I'm thinking about getting it. And I think this is where the Yes will come in. And I'm seeing a lot of people say, hey, the Yes, as a, as, a, as a secondary console, for a person who already is in a PlayStation or a Nintendo ecosystem, this might be my way to get in and experience the game. So that, at least that's what I'm seeing short term. Yeah, I mean, when Xbox wasn't competing, it just wasn't good for anybody, and people were really unhappy. Unhappy. So this is a good thing. And you and you let us right into the other thing that Phil Spencer said. He was asked point blank if Elder Scrolls Six is going to be exclusive to the Xbox, and um, <laughs> uh, I actually don't even have his words, but he mm-hmm. said uh, that's always been the plan, and uh, people are. People are still saying, Khalif, that well, they'll they'll make it time. They'll eventually come to PlayStation because they're going to need those sales. Man, listen, where are you sitting on that? Look, if you're still on that, you need you need some, you need like a really good stiff drink because that's not <laughs> going to be. You don't spend that kind of money to walk into the room not like Vince McMahon. You, you don't you <laughs> right. Don't, this, this, right. you know, walking up. Look, if I spent the money to get 
one of the most sought after IPs. Matter of fact, forget the fact that they're going to get the game itself. They spent actual real money to get all of Bethesda, one of the most sought after studios on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the Doom, hope, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, you name it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I, th- I think this is one of those times. Like, you ever, you ever get mopped up in Halo and you're like, I ain't banished. You got some <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I rock with you right now. You, you, you handled me and you gave me the business. That's everybody. That's all you got to do at this point to, to, to Microsoft and to, and to, to the folks over in that, on that side of the fence on Xbox and say, look, in a, in a time in which the conversation has been for multiple years and to be fair, multiple generations of their consoles where the prevailing conversation around them has been, they have no games. It is the prevailing thing that you hear out of <laughs> haters, friends, countrymen, everyone come to me. <laughs> All of those things were the prevailing conversation. Microsoft has no games. And what did they do? Spent a ton of money, pulled a, a, a genie bus and did the Lakers move mm. and was like, we going to get you. <laughs> we getting you and we getting you. So you can't tell me that we don't have games anymore. Talk to them. What do you expect them to do to if them. you don't want them to not be competitive in a space where Sony was kicking their butt for two generations? So, like, mm-hmm. if you don't have that thing and you can say, well, look, I now have one of the most anticipated games in one of the biggest franchises on the planet coming to my system, that's a no-brainer if you got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. sense. It's, it's good business sense. To, to, to do that work. Yes. So, well, well, yeah. well said. Well said. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go cognito with a spicy Ooh. question, but I got to give Ooh. shout out to uh, Papa Baco 72 says, great show. Colt hit the like button gamers. He says, show this guys some love for doing an awesome show. You guys are amazing. I'm looking at the chat over here. They're loving hearing you guys talk. So, uh, you know, come back as often as you can. You yeah. guys are amazing. This absolutely. I said at the beginning of the show, like I don't really get to know people in the community, but when I bring somebody on, like Cognito and I got to meet, but when I bring somebody on like Khalif, like this is our chance to get to know each yeah. other. It's amazing. So yeah. amazing. Uh, I feel so fortunate. Thank you so much for showing up and hearing the show. Uh, let's see. I got to ask Cognito. What's up? Um, with Elder Scrolls going everywhere, it's going to be on PC. It's going to be on Xbox One through cloud. It's going to be on Xbox Series S and X. It's going to be on mobile, on our Razer keys we bought. Yeah, like, got a key. It's going to be on PlayStation. I got to ask you, Cognito. Yes. What about those PlayStation guys who are mad about Elder Scrolls 6 going to Xbox? What happened to their beast PC they built and bought so they could play Xbox? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you extra messy today. I see what we're doing. Uh, Now, look, we we, we know the rhetoric. We know the talk, right? I think Kai said it best. It's like, (laughs) if you've been bullied before, right? you've been getting messed around you can't get mad at the reaction of the kid that got bullied so the, the bully was like yo you've got no games you've got no game you can get slapped in the back the kid go get to gun and buys the whole bit like you can't get mad if you get shot and and this is what happened they bought some max like this is what it is and, and to me you know i'm not even gonna get into the double standard thing but it's like i don't understand why microsoft has to keep explaining themselves mm. as to the acquisitions because one thing I know about Sony, you know, they make it very clear 
you know, that, hey, this is going to be exclusive. This content here, you can only get it here. So I don't understand why the need that Microsoft has to constantly have to explain himself when they do a, a, a business move of this venture. So, yeah, it's yeah. It, 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 this is like constant invest. It, when you spend that much that you invest on this level you're trying to get your first party offerings with xbox game studios to that point where there's no second party deals there's none of that stuff this is under your roof your control your ownership this is what's going to happen you know and i like the investment and i think it it gives each platform its you know unique identity there's going to be games you can only get on sony there's going to be games you can only get on xbox and to me the thing that people i think lose sight of is that we have to be real here also. People are like, oh, Microsoft just buying stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah. a lot of these studios, if you hear the stories, we've had Compulsion on, we've had Undead Labs, what we had, some of them were not doing so well. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. Some of them were teetering. And let's be honest, there was Fantastic a fantastic point. You know what I'm saying? Even Ninja time, Theory. Ninja Theory, right? There was a time when Bethesda was trying to find their way as a single player dominant developer then kind of messing with live services. There were some misses here and there while they were on their own towards the end. So now you bring the security of Microsoft and the financial freedom to do what you want to do. And then they're still being allowed creatively to do what they want to do. That's the best of both worlds. So to me, I don't get into this whole, oh, it's bad, you know, that someone's being quiet. I want the studios I love to be around. So this is great, you know, and that's how I look at it. You know, Elder Scrolls, if you want to play it, you gonna have to go over there and get an Xbox or use that PC you claim that you had. <laughs> so fire it up. Yeah. And, yeah. and one think... last one last really quick point, Colt, because I wanted to add this because I forgot. Mm-hmm. The other part of the rub is now PlayStation doing the really smart thing right. and oh, starting I see it to coming. continue to put those games on PC. PC. Well, we saw it coming. We saw it it's coming. So I smart. Know. I knew it's you were gonna so say smart. that. Mm-hmm. So smart. Yeah, and I don't think they're ready for it. Well, PlayStation's getting ready for. I don't think their fans are ready for nope. for them to yeah. have a PC launcher. There's a there's some heavy rumors from some people that I've talked to are hearing things. Who knows? But uh, my friends are hearing that they're going to launch their own PC launcher uh, early Ooh. next year or oh, by wow. the summer, and then wow. they'll be able to have their games. They'll be able to maximize profit margin as they just sell sell massive amounts of games to the PC crowd cuz a great game is a great game no matter where it yeah. is. I think one of the problems that makes such a hard pill to swallow that Elder Scrolls 6, a continuation of a massive franchise that's been yeah. around for decades, right? The hard pill to swallow Cognito when you're talking is that these guys on PlayStation, they they've played through Morrowind and and yeah. they played through oblivion and skyrim and hundreds and hundreds of hours and they want to continue to see where bethesda takes it next right but they want to do it on playstation right um unfortunately that's just how it's just different uh listen yeah, man, they had Fi- to bro with final fantasy 7 remake i went and got my playstation you know what i'm saying i fired it yeah, up when yeah. you know street fighter was exclusive that i had to fire it up i'm a destiny fan there were guns and things over there that was exclusive i had to fire it up i mean so it's just like we, we gotta play fair as fair it's not it can't be just okay when it's on the platform of your choice. <laughs> so now right. they did it. Now it's a problem. Now all of a sudden, like we got to come on. We got to be real. We got to be mature about the situation. What? I think what it is is some people. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. True. Some people it burns their soul. The idea of having to get an Xbox console to play a game they like. Let's just call it what it is because we don't ask. 
these same questions all the time for the other platforms. I love Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's my, my favorite games. Mm. I had to go get a Switch. I didn't want to play it on Switch. I don't like the, the, the Nintendo's infrastructure for online same. and stuff. Yeah. But that's my favorite game. Guess who got it? And guess who switched it out? Me. So got people got to get at their feelings and just go where the games are. That's it. This is what it is, man. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel, um, mm-hmm. I saw a somebody oh, on the other oh, day on Twitter. Might have been yesterday. <laughs> Somebody put up a screenshot of all of the Wolverine and Spider-Man games that have been on every Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation, Nintendo, Wii for mm-hmm. years. And now it seems that Spider-Man, a Spider-Man standalone game or Wolverine game will only be on a PlayStation right. for a certain amount of time or yeah. until like, it's just kind of how it looks. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, don't cry about Elder Scrolls when the competition has been doing this for a long time. Um, yeah, it's just kind of part of it. Yeah. I got an interesting super chat earlier. I don't know how I missed it, but shout out to Sleeping Vistas for reminding me the Australian $5 super chat. Uh, the Australians are amazing. They've been such a great supporter of the show. They show up because it's, you know, it's about noon their time. Oh, They're yeah, in the yeah. future, boys. Yeah. They're in the yeah. Future. So let us know what the next game scores on Metacritic and, uh, you know, all that stuff ahead of time. Basically. <laughs> so he says... I think he's referring to Halo Infinite. He says, you have all been fortunate to get an early look in. Have you ever been on the other side of the window where someone else is getting that chance? Mm. Uh, and 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 if you're in the chat, sleeping business to say, yes, I'm talking about Halo Access. This is an interesting discussion that we're going to, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll go on this for a second. This is an interesting discussion where people say, you know, why are they sending Colt Eastwood early access to uh halo infinite when i've been a bigger halo fan i know the lore like the back of my hand i've been on xbox live for 15 20 years i played all the games um you know if you guys had this conversation that goes on it's a very tough one as content creators i'll I'll start with khalif i'm sorry no no, cog you go first cog go first okay okay i'm sorry man. i guess you know what it is for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I guess the way I internalize that, where if, if I'm in that situation, I've been in it before, right? And it's just like, okay, you know, yeah, you're disappointed. I'll be lying if I said I wouldn't be disappointed if, you know, I didn't get the content or whatever and that I, that I felt like, hey, I deserved it. I put it to work. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yo, I'm not there yet, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be jealous of another content creator who's got an opportunity. I just got to say, okay, what can I do to improve? And I look at it as a self reflection moment you know as opposed to you know going on a rant and and saying why making a video like it's just not me i always say okay i gotta improve what can i do to try to get myself in position to make these opportunities and a lot of times it's self-reflection sometimes it's taking advice sometimes it's hearing Things you don't necessarily want to hear about yourself, and people are like, "Yo, God, I there. like you, but hey, your mics are trash, and this is bad." It is, and I'm like, "All right, it hurt, it hurt." But yeah. I was like, "That person got love for me and wants to succeed." You know, your friends, obviously, we all friends with Dealer, right? Colt, I've had he told me one time, "Hey, bro, you got to do this, that, and the third. I'm like, "You know what? That's real. I'm cool with Rand. A lot of people, the the people, I always say, surround yourself around the people you you try to aspire to be, right? And try yeah. and, and humble yourself." To, to, to try to get advice and try to improve because it's not always about they didn't give me this and that. Sometimes you got to put it into work and sometimes it takes a long time. You know, they, you know, shout mm-hmm. out to I see you guys grinding. I've seen Paris grinding. Like the, the, the work, people don't understand. Like 
it's it's not all fun and games here. Guys really have been putting it down, you know, for years. And you can't take away from someone, you know, I understand the emotionality of it. I do. Yeah. And it does hurt when you there's something you truly want and it doesn't happen. But use it as motivation to fuel yourself to improve and then to get yourself in position. That, that's all I gotta say on it. Okay. I, I okay. love that. I love that take. I think I think the humility part reigns reigns supreme for me in that in that statement, which I think there's a there's a beautiful balance when you've done this work for a long time. I've been in this industry for about 12 years. That is a long time. I think the thing that people say to me often is that, yo, why can't I get the chance to do that thing? I ain't get a chance to do that thing. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I've been in this space for 12 years. Talk to him. Talk to him. <laughs> and the other layer of that is I think what the thing that I keep coming back to is I remember every time I was told no. And every time sure. I was told no, that no wasn't a, a a hit to my personal value or to the brand that I've built or to my to my to my ego. It was an opportunity for me to try to it was an opportunity for me to try to pivot mm. and to yeah, try to figure yeah. out a new angle to at which to do this. If you've been in this space for, for any length of time, you have reinvented yourself at least once or twice. Preach. Sure, and that reinventing yeah. of yourself changes the way you think about not only the way content works, but the way that you approach it. And again, mm -hmm. it's not about um, the code. It's not mm -hmm. about the access. It's not about the thing. Those are cherries on, on, on top of all of it. The thing that someone told me who was very learned in this space with the, in year two of me being in this industry was mm -hmm. that this whole thing is about relationships mm. and yeah, if you yeah. are not building relationships you should not have an expectation to be in the spaces that you are hoping to occupy good point so if you're paying attention to relationships and reaching out to people not just to ask for things but mm -hmm. to reach to them to say hi human being yes how are you <laughs> that has gotten me through more doors than me being like yo i got these amount of metrics and this amount of stuff because mm -hmm. i'll be i'll be super transparent we are not at the upper echelon of the podcasting and video game space, but we are getting really good opportunities because I've paid attention to those relationships. So that's, that's, that's the advice that I would give to you is pay attention to how you are embracing, encouraging and fostering those relationships. Mm -hmm. And you'll be in a much better position than 95% of the people who are out there doing that work. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you kind of touched on the other part. That's kind of, it's pretty important to the formula and it's the reason why, uh, someone will get sent a controller or a pair of shoes, you know, Xbox Adidas. I didn't get the Xbox Adidas. I didn't even like them. <laughs> Nobody emailed me and says, Hey, what's your shoe size? Somebody actually DM me the other day and said, Hey, Cole, I've always wondered what your shoe size was. I'm like, No, Ooh. no, you haven't, unless you send me some shoes. It's weird. <laughs> but, Hold uh, my belt. Anyway, the whole, whole other show. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. That's, that, yeah, I, I mean, love the fact that you both got that. That means you're old. Classic. I love you. Oh, yeah. I love oh, you yeah. for that. That's great. Salute. But, you know, it's – uh I remember. I, I mean, you've been doing this for 12 years, Khalif. I've yeah. been doing this for about five or six. Yeah. And for a couple of years, I would spend five or six hours or longer making a video, and 47 people would watch it. Bro. And, you know – my my channel started to build and I, I reached out to Xbox PR mm -hmm. in 2017 and I said I would really like to get access to screenshots or 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 some type of footage of a small game that they were working on that was exclusive. I would love to make a video on it. I've got this many views, you know, 
and I never heard back from him. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm not ready. They, I, I don't have a relationship. It takes time. So when Xbox sends me an email and says they want to include me in something, the very first thing I do is tell my rep I am so thankful because it is such a major absolutely it, it's a it's a really cool thing that they are allowed to do because yeah. they know that I have a certain amount of eyes that will get a chance to look at the stuff that they want to portray in PR. It's all about uh it, it is a very inexpensive inexpensive marketing tool. Um and as far as uh sweet sweeping vistas comment about have we ever been on the other side of the window maybe that might be more of what he's talking about i think yes yes i i know enough about these two we've spent plenty of time on the other side i, I, I think of that gif of uh <laughs> of conan <laughs> o'brien looking through the window like let me in like oh, I, yeah, we've yeah. been there oh yeah and oh, yeah. um yep. if you aspire to get into that position where one day you can review an indie game and get yourself rolling Mm -hmm. um find something that you do that people really like and that people really appreciate that you can do and capitalize on that Mm -hmm. and work your way up and it's very amazing maybe it won't happen i i don't know I, i was so shocked when i got the series x for review i did see that for you guys yeah yeah Yeah. so but we are very 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 um very grateful uh let's see we've got hargit chani says at cole eastwood have you ever thought about having a co-host on x and c uh yeah that is a very interesting question that i've been banging around in my little tiny skull for quite a while um Thank you for the five dollar Hargeet. Hargeet's amazing. He's here every week. And he's on all of the other amazing podcasts. Yeah, I see Hargeet. him, so feel oh, like yeah. I feel like we know him, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's something that I've kicked around. Um, this is a great community, but we're kind of a small group of mm-hmm. people that I get to talk to. So I've tried to reach out to the people, and meeting Khalif is amazing. And Cog and I've known each other for a while, and I've kicked mm-hmm. around the idea of uh, should I do something where I bring on a co-host and just talk the news. But I, I, I like this. I'd like to get your feedback, chat, mm-hmm. if you like getting on new people and hearing their perspective because the news is changing yeah. and opinions are always varied. See what, so See what you're doing right there. So I think it's great, too. Even f- You're polling your community to get a feel of what they really like and expect out of you. And, and that's good. Sometimes we've had to pivot the same way and say, you know what? You know, they're really liking this. We This is unexpected. Maybe we go this route. And all, that's, all that feedback's great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is really, really good. Um, I want to, one last thing. I got to ask, Cognito, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but you had Jason Ronald, the head of Xbox hardware. He's the lead of the team that's creating the the console and working on all the improvements and all the developer support. He was on your show on Sunday. Could you give the audience kind of a rundown of some of the important points that he talked about? He had a couple of uh, interesting tidbits there. Yeah, salute, salute to the wizard, the great wizard of hardware. <laughs> so the greatest bit in the game, man. So we so... almost had him to lunch with us that Saturday. Oh yeah, last that's year. right. When we hung, almost. that's right. Almost, it was just scheduling. Yeah, so we we definitely yeah. gonna. What obviously next year, y- y'all know all of it is on on with all of us. But yeah, man, we had him on. It was really great to just hear the stories. Obviously, celebrate Xbox Twenty. Actually, celebrate one year since the anniversary of the Xbox Series consoles, and just to see how he was talking about how the team was energized and the things that they've learned about launching the console. But the thing I really resonated with me was how progressive they've been with feature sets and and mm. adding things for accessibility and stuff like that. And the thing you would be impressed, Cope, 
I, I wasn't, I, I was kind of hard on him. I didn't let him out the hook with, with some of the tough ones. I was like, bruh, that DVR, bruh, <laughs> some of these features. But when we get in that, you know, kind of thing. So he was honest. All that stuff is on the docket. You know, I even kind of pushed for maybe like a, a, a platinum equivalent on the achievement side, you know, mm-hmm. a little, and they, 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 he was very receptive. They said that these things are all on the list and uh, the back compat stuff. Cause a lot of, there was, there was some current concerns that even though we know the back compat program is ending, you know, as far as new games, right. Being added to the service, but what he did assure us is that FPS boost will continue. And even for older titles and stuff like that. So we're just refreshing to hear. And, and, and the last point that I really liked about it was um, on the tech side, we talked about, you know, obviously all the RDNA 2, the machine learning stuff, all that stuff, and how de- yeah, developers yeah. are really going to, you got to start to see them really tap into the metal as the generation goes on, man. Good stuff. And future-proofing, like Kai said, uh, the uh, the OG consoles, like the VCR Xbox One, being able to play a, a, a Microsoft Flight Simulator, which wasn't even designed for it, through cloud so it's cool to see the improvements in the team and they, those guys still plugging at it but yeah if you guys get a chance check it out man jason's awesome it's always it's always an honor i'm always humbled to have him come by and just talk with us how long did you guys have him on the show because you guys run a long show <laughs> <laughs> i was like jason you know you know you in the realm it's gonna be long so give me a cutoff so i respect as when kai comes on i'm at to tell him the spiel too i'll be like <laughs> we go long so tell me when is your cutoff so we can get you out respectfully <laughs> so did, you did he have to sneak a sandwich in there Partway through the show, or <laughs> I always tell people, we go, get up, do a break. We got it. We're blessed for however long we got you, and we'll take it as that. But yeah, he, he hung out, man. He really did. It was it was cool. He's so awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Khalif, we're gonna end the show. I want to give this opportunity for you to uh everybody knows who you are, but this is your chance to brag, talk about where you're at, what your plans are this coming week for content, and um what where they can find you and just you know sell yourself. Yeah. Uh, first of all, before any of that happens, I have to say, Colt, I've been a huge fan of your work. Again, you continue to put out fantastic content that is smart. It is brilliant. You have a fantastic community that is wrapping themselves in the warm embrace around you uh, with all the content that you put out. And I, and, I, and I hop in and out of the videos to check out stuff and the, and the comments are always really positive and, and, and great. So you you are doing a fantastic job at at this uh so thank you so very much for having me cog you've been in this space for for a minute and you have been doing such fantastic work you and the rest of the crew uh i remember king brother brother, brother king uh hit me with the with the yo why you got my shirt on uh <laughs> some, some some years ago oh yeah <laughs> so, oh that's that's how we met he oh, I I didn't, do y'all bet. oh yeah we met we met we met like uh like four years ago four or five years ago and i remember because he was rocking the shirt and I was like, yo, fam, that shirt is dope. It was the gold, the, the gold, gold joint. It was the white shirt with the gold print. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that joint mm-hmm. is dope. And he was like, yo, you need one of my shirts. And he gave you one of his shirts. Oh, that's what that's so king. So so, that so, so that's king. that's so yep. king. That's so king. So, so king. you know, he, the, he the, took the, it off and gave it to you. And he was <laughs> it was it was sweaty. Justice. It had, it had <laughs> iron little sweat on it. No, I just played. It was it was, it was just, but 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 the work that you all are doing on 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 the Lord's podcast, it continues to be so high quality so fantastic and the folks that you're bringing on to the show it just brings me nothing but joy to see so many dope brothers in the space just bringing the heat every every and time they put out content so massive amount of respect community-wide respect, respect is unbelievable like people 
but let's not let his head like inflate too much, right? <laughs> but I mean, the the respect, like the, the way people talk about the Lords. Thank you, brother. I, I've seen it for like four or five years. It's unbelievable. In a, really in, a in a space and in a, in an industry where there is not a lot of smart content out there, <laughs> the work that you are putting out there is brilliant. And I and I want to I want to give you flowers while 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 we're Truly here on the show to, to be able Thank to do you that. So much, because that, that means a lot to see that 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 gives me motivation to keep pushing hard. So um everybody awesome. at home, thank you so very much for 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 having me and, and putting up with my with my Ashy Spartans hashtag. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, we running with that. You can check out Spawn on Me stuff every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. We do our live show usually about for an hour and change uh over there, uh usually around like 6 p.m. PST. Uh, I'm also doing a NFL. We were, we've been partnering with the NFL and Twitch to be to bring you Thursday night football Ooh, on Thursday nights. Wow. You see the flex? Uh, I don't have arms like y'all, so it's like it hurts when I do it. Oh, uh, see, I got guns. I got like muskets. Oh, muskets. So, like every they, they uh, take a minute and a half to load. Yeah, basically, I was like, it's like reloading my arm is like me going through the cramp stage, and then it gets to almost a muscle. Got me eating bananas out here, like yo, I need potassium. Oh, so around five, five with the medical knowledge. Yeah, but you got to do it. Cramp up. Uh, 5, 5 p.m. PST uh, on wow. Thursday evenings. Uh, you can come check out the the best uh, mm. uh, football uh, presentation out there. We call it the Chicago Sports Network or the BSN. The BSN. Uh, for short. I like uh, that. For short. Uh, we won't have a show this week because of, of Thanksgiving. So there isn't a show then. And we won't be doing any Spawn nice. Me podcast because I'll be actually out uh, visiting family for, for, for the holiday. But the week after that, we'll be back big and strong, uh, rocking out there. Uh, a thing that I want you all to, to pay attention to is there's some great stuff coming up uh, in terms of the rest of the year. We're almost locked in with the creative director from Arcane, uh, having them come on the show. Uh, we're almost locked in nice. for that, so pay attention for that. And then maybe, you know, we had a really good 2021 in terms of uh, visibility. We had the... Uh, the, the billboard in Times Square with Twitch. Yeah, brother. We, yes. we did some big things throughout the rest of the year. We have one more big thing coming for the, for the end of 2021 that you may be wanting to pay attention to okay. uh, out in the world. So the tease. Uh, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get a little bit of uh, uh, goodness from the Swan and Me crew and, and, and me specifically uh, before the year is out. So big things are on the way. Uh, and, and thank you all for, for having me and, and for being a part of our community too. So we'll have to figure out ways to get you both on the show and, and make it dope. So that yeah, is, that is in the cards for sure. Likewise. Cognito, I told him to sell it and make it good. He, he kind of oh, oversold it. He went, he bro. went a little crazy there. He made so us look super that, tiny. That he had, that he had <laughs> nah, he's been That's killing it. Awesome, man. He's been killing it. I remember that watching is... his Sarah Bond interview and I'm like, yeah. man, this was fantastic. Yes. This was fantastic, brother. I appreciate so that. Proud of you. Hey, I believe you from the town too. You from, from, from the boogie down? We, we share a borough, brother. Oh, you from the BX too? <laughs> yes, sir, South Bronx. Oh. Not that far from one six one in Yankee Stadium, brother. Oh, you're right yeah. from over there. Yeah, I'm from mm-hmm. northeast northeast Bronx. Okay, no, okay. Got, I know you got him roadside. Yeah, you know I know exactly where you at. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely, we definitely got to figure. We, we definitely gonna figure this out for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, salute to you, salute to you. That is so cool. I'm gonna go to Cognito in a second. A couple, couple super chats. That's it filed in at the end here. Lord Starkiller, a member uh, for 13 months on the channel, says, excellent show tonight, excellent guest, Khalif Adams. Lord Cognito, thumbs up. And he also sends a $10. Thank you so much. He says, love the cloud gaming feature on my Series X. 
and I've yet to try it. Donataku with the $5 thank you says, I'd like to see some of the Spawncast members on your show like John, Spawnwave, RGT, Ooh. Nate the Hate, and Player Ooh. Essence. ILP2 if you haven't. So ooh, I'll put that on the old uh, to-do list. And Gaming Forte steps it up again with a $5. Thank you, Gaming Forte. Or, or Forte. He doesn't let me call him gaming. He's too formal. And I'll say, Gaming Forte, sir. He says, you guys aren't just content creators. You're influencers that love and play games. People think it's easy to do both, but I slew anyone that does. And he's got the, the high fives up. And uh, we got Keith Garlington in the chat who from Keith in the movies. He does great reviews. He writes on his site. He's also Hitman on Xbox Live. We got to play with him. We did some Forza Horizon 5. He's awesome. Met him at E3. He says, I met Colt and Cog at E3. Another reason we need in-person yes, E3. Yes. Such a great time. Yeah, it's coming back. Um, Ramon G, thank you for the $5 super chat. He says, guys, you are amazing folks. Have a happy Thanksgiving and game on. Yes, let's do have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm hungry right now. No I can't make it. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Donataku with the five dollars says, I put my crests up cog, but I can't on this channel. <laughs> You're doing it in spirit, brother. I see it. I see it visually. Let's <laughs> just do more left. Target Chani. Thank you for the two dollars. Says happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Everyone in uh in the US celebrates Thanksgiving. I'm mm-hmm. starting to learn kind of what uh, the cultural differences. I have great friends in the UK, Australia. That's what's so amazing about this. You guys have friends all over the world, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Blessed, yeah. One last one from New Zealand. Crazy Night Boy with the $10 New Zealand says, Love you, Colt. Glad you kicked. <laughs> I didn't read this before. So ah! glad, glad you kicked Nick the pony. There was a guy that was kind of harassing the, the chat. You guys are good sports in the chat. He's so amazing. Uh, you're kind of giving each other, you're hitting each other in the ribs a little bit. But, you know, as I always say, be nice. Be nice but be thank nice. you so much, Cog. It's Yo. time for you. Tell Yo. them what you have in store. Give us a little tease of what's coming on with the t- with the two main shows that you're working on. And, and let's hear it. Before I do that, first of all, Kai, it's a pleasure to podcast with you. You know, like I said, but watch you and uh, yeah. when uh, Colt threw the bat signal up. Uh, I missed out last time, but I was like, because I was like, Colt, it is my birthday, so I'm allowed to miss your show this time. <laughs> <laughs> last week. But it, it, it worked out because I, I got a chance to podcast with you. And I love stuff like the interacting with people in the community. You've been putting it down for a minute. Super proud. I definitely will be reaching out to you. We will get this done. I got to get you been around, Colt. We're getting you back in the room. And uh, it's always fun just to, to talk gaming, and, and, and I, I love this kind of stuff when I do have time. You know, for me, at Lord Cognito on Twitter, you already know I love podcasts. Every Sunday is the Lord's Day. You know, currently yeah. 11 a.m. We try to avoid the – we bend the knee to the NFL, Kai's NFL, because <laughs> we don't want to go head to head. And Paris don't like when we go, we go head to head because he won't come on. <laughs> yeah, he'd be frightened. He'd be like, oh, I watch my best. bucks. I like nobody care about your bucks. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. But yeah, man. And then obviously, uh, check us out there. And then um, I, I'll be remiss if I didn't shout out my co host, Mr. Matty Plays, Defining Duke. It's been really cool. I saw Grub in there in the chat. He's been on before. We got to work on getting you guys on as well. And it's just been really cool to, to talk Xbox with the community and stuff like that. Everybody's showing love. And yeah, Lords of Gaming, down, man, man, if you can, just check, get a chance. We got that article up on the uh, the campaign preview that you got. You brothers have both been uh, c- covering yourself and um, just very blessed with the opportunities, man. So again, salute to the chat. Had a great time, Colt. Thanks again for the invite. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And uh, this show will be up on the spotify and google and apple podcasts and a couple other places and it also be up on demand here on youtube thank you so much for coming by and checking out the show 
I'm exhausted. These guys have me laughing. I've got a clip earlier when we talked about the armor because I have not oh, laughed you that might hard have on the clip as she spawned. That's a thing. <laughs> that I is, think Kai that is... made a thing. Like that was a that was a movement. <laughs> <laughs> get it trending, chat. Get it yeah, trending. We got to get that trending as she spawned. Yeah, I will get that sucker up. That was hilarious. You guys are yeah. awesome. Uh, I hope. You know, we'll do some crossover stuff. And oh, shout oh, out yeah. to Special Nick I got you, brother. in the chat yeah. as well from Xbox oh, Era. They're doing big oh, things. Absolutely. I would love to be on his show again. Those guys yes. are amazing. Um, everybody's amazing. Thank you so much for coming out. We're going to hit the button that makes sure we're not live anymore. And have a good night. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Or just, you know, whatever you're celebrating. You guys are awesome. We are out of here. Peace. Later.